stands for evil and i'm the gamer in yellow and we're here to discuss those internet stories most creepy and most pasta and be critically silly doing it and tonight we have the electric rabbit uh so icker fall is done uh and we are as we are now approach going into october um we have some new stories uh this one is from the cold relic stories uh that we have been covering so like liz four and laser tag and Kitty Land. So we're doing the next installment, which is the Electric Rabbit, um, and it's by our hero. <laughs> is the only name we really have for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Nair. Uh, yeah, Nair. I, I, I go by our hero because it's literally like in the little blurb of like who's the author is for this one. Maybe his name is R. Period Space Hero. His Maybe. first name is abbreviated to R. And it's Richard. Richard Hero. <laughs> Dick Hero. <laughs> Dick Hero. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, well, so we'll, let's go into the rundown for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to preface this. Um, I, I wrote this simple and sweet. <laughs> so, like, this is a long story to get through. Um, it, it clocks in at about 28 pages, and... I there's a lot of there's a lot of details in it, so I just kind of skimmed through as much and like skimmed it as much as I could for the rundown. So, if you would like to read the story in full, check out the Cold Relics website. We'll have a link in the description below. But without further ado, I will do my very short rundown, um, and I do in quotes short rundown. Um, so by late 2014, our heroes search for Kittyland and it's inf- and information detailing it. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. The start of your rundown is literally the first three words of yes, the I know. actual story. I thought you were just going to start reading it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm aware. I, uh, I, I, okay, I, took that, I took that one detail. That was it. Like, like, that's like, all right, let's get uh, so by because like. Yeah, like it's by late 2014. <laughs> yes, I understand. It was just funny to see. I, yeah, okay. <clears throat> So by late 2014, our hero's search for Kittyland info was slowing. However, that weird kid Tyler uh, had been making progress of sorts by finding another piece of strange Cold War tech. Uh, apparently, this one was a video game. So uh, in November of that year, um, he uh, this whole like like a message from from Tyler sent our hero to a man in Buffalo, New York, uh, Boris, not his real name was a cool Russian guy who tinkered with obscure electronics and with the help of a close-knit online community had found this prototype VCR-esque video game where you directed a rabbit through a post-human landscape, solving obstacles and reaching his family. Um, You did this by... or You did this using a camera interface, uh, speaking directions in Russian to the rabbit. Um... As and like it, it would reply as such and, and would kind of interact with that those commands. Um, the tech was, I do in quotes again, VCR and VHS type tech, but it seemed far more advanced and, and like inside the actual chassis. And unfortunately, you, they couldn't get into the chassis to see what was actually working and what was function, what was 
what was causing this this weird like tech to work because as soon as you opened up the the case it would uh, ex- it, uh it would light on fire being exposed to oxygen as soon as you open up the case for the game not the system yeah yes the game yeah yeah the whole system itself um like boris and the community had to kind of build from scratch using half a manual they found in like a mm-hmm. locker somewhere on some distant site um so during night 1 they played a perfect game where Funbun, the rabbit, uh, doesn't get hurt or die and makes it home safely and happy. Uh, during night two, Hero is shown the complex and grim ways the game harms and kills the rabbit for failures. Uh, the game has the game was complex in the fact that if Funbun is immobilized um, from his injuries or even just plain dead from a failure, animations for decomposition. Uh, of his body begin to occur if left long enough. Like it actually has a progression like thing going on where like, if you leave the game running for a few hours, you actually see like the body decompose or be like eaten by ants and stuff like that. Um, this, this is expanded further in night three or, or rather morning three when hero uh, returns t- down to the, uh, the basement after like having a night's sleep to see that the ske- uh, to see the skeleton of Funbun uh, that they uh, after they left the game o- uh, going overnight. Um, night three uh, also reveals a strange occurrence when the game is switched to the English version. Apparently, the game has a Russian version that's like the default, but you can switch it to English. However, the machine in the game begin emitting a buzz, and nearby electrical systems begin fluctuating as a result. Like there's some almost like it requires more power. For the English version, um, the English mode can't be played for more than two hours, as the effects of the electrical system on the electric the effects on the electrical systems worsens, and no one in the community or Boris knows what will happen if it's left on too long. So they just to play it safe. They have kind of given themselves a limit to it. Uh, Night four sees Hero playing the game over and over in the English mode while Boris is doing, off doing other things. Um, at a point, just seeing... Or at, at some point, all that Hero is really doing at, uh, is just seeing how all the different ways that Funbun can die. Uh, like, kind of getting a little sadistic in the way that players stop caring about game characters in video games because they're just pixels, right? Like, oh, like, I can, I can, I can just... I just want to see how this character dies because I don't care. This, it's not a person. <laughs> not really. Um... When he goes to turn it off, he swears he sees Funbun angry on uh, angry with him on the screen, but then shuts off the the screen before like he can like analyze that anymore, and just shuts everything off and goes to bed. Night five is bad. Uh, a fever overtakes Hero, and the power goes out on account of a blizzard that has struck the area. Boris has backup power but it only helps so much. Um, Hero also notices that there is a strange EMF and buzzing coming off the walls in the room that he's staying in, and his fever only intensifies as he thinks this is Fun Buns doing uh, doing somehow. Uh, He eventually goes down to the fireplace in the house and starts a fire to warm himself and try to sleep easier away from all the walls and the wires. Uh, night six, he begins to fully lose his grip on reality. 
his dreams become more lucid, and Fun Bun begins stalking him like a sleep paralysis demon. Fun Bun wants revenge for all the deaths inflicted on him and chases Dream Hero across various memories and dreams, corrupting them as they go. Um, it's almost like a struggle for, for Hero's mind. Um, this is only uh, halted for, for a moment anyway, uh, as they reach the memories of Kitty Land, which Fun Bun seems to recognize and also fear. Uh, eventually, Boris wakes Hero up and as Hero writes down or types down all this, his experiences here, he plans to confront Fun Bun in his dreams again, thinking he has some kind of plan against him. And then we get to Night, night 55. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't skip like a bunch of nights in, this, in, this, in a long diatribe. It just goes from Night 6 to Night 55. Um, as Boris is now typing, uh, Hero... 50. Is it night 50? I thought it was night 55. Yeah, it is 50. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, okay, so night 50. Um, Boris is typing. Um, apparently, Hero went into a coma as his fever reached critical levels and the paramedics were called during night 7. Um, now, Boris has quarantined the machine, the game, and even Hero's laptop, which may be infected with, with Fun Bun, as there's like a single like file that's, that wasn't there before that he, he can't seem to open, but, it, um, uh, and it's, it seems that fun bun may be capable of, of, of hopping from, from system to system via electrical signals. And because the, the laptop had Wi-Fi, that was how it was able to jump from the wa the wires in the walls to the laptop. Um, and possibly also because humans have an electrical current of their own. That's why how like, Fun Bun is somehow in our hero and infecting him. Um, Boris plans to dig deeper into the history of the game and its creators uh, to try and help Hero and learn how to how to stop Fun Bun. Uh, we are left with more information on the history of the game and a word from the first person to experience the game uh, who believed that the game was more than a mere toy and could actually achieve some kind of supernatural um, uh, level and that's that's basically the end of the story right there so i'm i missed a lot of details but again it's a lot to kind of digest so um if you again if you'd like to read this story i recommend checking out the cold relic site so uh we shall move on to everyone tolerates that grammar inquisitions at this point so guys, I got a, I got a question first before we start before we move on. Um, did anybody else uh, use the the night uh, numbering system for like where their their games where, where their uh, where their like notes are and stuff? I tried, but I failed. I started doing like one, and then I forgot to do it from like two three and four i'm like okay well i'll just finish reading the story because i'm low on time and then i'll go back and do it and then i didn't go back and do it so no okay i i did but only because i had a little bit extra time i think <laughs> and i was just like and i was just basically like it was it was really just me cross-referencing okay what have like I, I took all my notes down first and then I, I just like it was just me like having two tabs open my my notes on google doc and the story itself it's like all right so so these notes happen before night uh, before night three, but 
after night uh but after night one okay so that's there <laughs> like i feel like so that, that... i am slowly becoming you and you were slowly becoming me no! like as soon as i stop taking <laughs> chapter related notes and sectioning it all out that's exactly when you start doing it well i think <laughs> it's because it twice like, in a row when i haven't i think it's because like you put you start you like uh a couple of whatever we started doing that whatever like before the switch happened mm-hmm. <laughs> um I hadn't been doing it, and then I saw that you were doing it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I should, I should be, I should be taking more like adequate notes here." <laughs> Maybe subconsciously, I'm like, "Oh, why am I even doing it? I'm the only one that does it. I guess I'll just stop doing it." <laughs> and then I, st- yeah, exactly. So you, you inspired me, but then you, uh, but then I demotiv- I demotivated you. Yeah, but now I'm being motivated to do it again. But so now, talk gonna... now, you'll be like, I don't know, should I do it? He's probably not going to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't want to be the weird. No, I mean, I'll, I'll still do it, but like uh-huh. uh, at least until I until I forget or I just get bored and, and lazy. So let's be Which honest. Be the next time I do it, <laughs> we'll we'll see. Yes, time will tell. <laughs> okay. So anyway, moving on to grammar acquisition. Uh, so I have one, a couple. I have two for night one. Um. There was a bundle of wires and converters, some caked in dust, all mashed together like an industrial accident waiting to happen. Okay, so converters is spelled wrong. Um, it's it's uh, it ends like in in the in the story sentence, it's c o n v e r t o r s. As far as I can tell, it's supposed to be c o n v e r t e r s. So. Um, and again, that's just, it was a spelling error that I've picked up from when I, cause I had this in Google docs. So of course. <laughs> I, I will be honest about where I got my, how, how I did my grammar, my, my grammar editing, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether or not that is a, a Canadian related, uh, typo compared to American or not, who knows? Yeah, Convertor versus converter. Um, this one I did notice myself, <laughs> um, it was nicely made, and there was no evidence left that Tyler had been in the same room. What him being messy and proud of it? So I think you want with him being, or what with him being messy and proud of it? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then on in night three, <laughs> I have this note. Uh, I still wanted to finish. I was past its disturbing consequences of failure and genuinely had the urge to complete it. Wait, why? Okay. Okay. I think this one, I actually took a book from, from gamer because <laughs> I thought that it could be one word, one sentence versus like, two, like a really short sentence at the beginning there. Like I still wanted to finish it period. Um, so I think I just added a, um, this, this is what I did to the, uh, the, the sentence. Um, I still wanted to finish it, however, comma, as I was past the past its disturbing consequences of failure and genuinely had the urge to complete it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I am becoming you, gamer. I'm sorry. You're it infecting like you, it. you've infected me. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh and then I have one more for on in night five. Uh the water hero the water hero, wow. Um, the water, water heater, yeah. The water heater was fuck. <laughs> Sorry, the the Aquaman thing got me. It's like <laughs> it's like knockoff Aquaman. It's just water hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. The water heater. 
The water heater was one of the few things still running, and Boris had gone through the house to open up all the taps, some to keep the pipes from freezing. So I figured taking a shower would be okay. So I think you need to get rid of some there. Like so, um, And Boris had gone through the house to open up all the taps to keep the pipes from freezing. You don't need that some there in the middle. Yes. Uh, and that is my grammar inquisitions. So, Mikey, without further ado. You're all right. <laughs> so, my first grammar inquisition is in the first sentence. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pull up the early. story here. <laughs> uh, by late 2014, it had been six years since my search for an imaginary place that left me with mental scars and a mistrust of my own memories. Um, I feel like the that um, should be had um, because we're talking about past tense. So, imaginary but, place had left me with mental scars? Or that had left me with mental scars? Or yeah. did you just say that? <laughs> no. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it needs to had like had left me with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. The sentence is also a little long-winded. How I'm looking at it. A little bit. It's like right at at the edge, you know. Yeah, it's teetering on the edge between like what is acceptable and what is a run-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one step closer to the edge, and it would probably break. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, it would. <laughs> so, my next one um, is a uh, spot where I stumbled uh, because a comma made me stumble. Okay. Um, so, the only thing I knew in advance was that he had an odd, one of a kind game of some sort. Ah, <laughs> the hell! <laughs> I think I remember. Like, I think I, I it, it was it was a hot minute since the since the beginning of reading the story. So I think I may have like forgot that. But yeah, that was that was also that was. I think I remember tripping over that comma as well. Granted, when you look at it, that is how you would type it out. It is, but like reading it, it does kind of give you a little bit of a hiccup. <laughs> how would you correct it? Just remove the comma. <laughs> but then he had an odd one of a kind of game. <laughs> oh, one of a kind is a is usually like kind of a contracted word almost, or like it's got like it's kind of done oh, almost in one, in one breath kind of thing. Yeah, like it's dashed out. Yeah, yeah, like like mother in law or what have you. Or somehow say it's an odd game. So he had an. A one of a kind odd game of some sort. Yeah, or even you don't even need odd at that uh, even. Yeah, like it could be. Maybe it could be argued that you don't kind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could easily be argued that you don't even need the odd there because it's just one of a kind. Like you're sort of doubling down on on descriptors there. Mm-hmm. All right. Like the fact that it's one of a kind is odd in itself. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of they kind of mean the same thing to a degree. So my next one, um, 
the question of is it missing a stick or an SIC in bracket? Um, because it was related in the story, and when it comes up with the SIC in brackets, he usually has fun or okay, something so bun bunny related. Yes, right? I I had that in my actual thoughts because I didn't know if it should go in grammar inquisition because well, I I think at a certain point it's it's sort of well I, first off I wasn't quite sure why sick was there. I, I kind of get why he's saying fun and bun and all that kind of stuff, like in replace of words, because it's sort of like, um, like fun bun is still infecting him, like subconsciously, as he well, as he's typing this on on night six. So, well, and you have to think it's also the Russian guy, um, basically proofreading. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, the quote is. But none of them appeared in the stories themselves, and none of them could be traced back to their shipper. So it wasn't understood where they came fun. And any possible start to actual research on the game stalled. Yeah. So if it was supposed to be the the thing where we have the fun whatever the sick then consistency but otherwise it could just be from instead of fun yeah i think i think it's purposely done because it's done twice again too like in night five um the quote is i'm just reading from my actual thoughts here for now uh i didn't know if the wires were bunning again and it's supposed to be buzzing but again i think it's because like he's talking like he's he's sort of kind of been mimetically infected with with fun bun so now he's starting to like yeah. kind of hiccup those words there uh, yeah. and then he also says it um uh no more bu- uh, no more building up suspense and beating around the bun sick like like yeah. beating around the bush but again yeah. like yeah i think i think it's i think it's intentional because obviously because obviously because those six are there um but but yeah example it's, it might not be intentional so it may not be in- put the sick <laughs> yeah, for fun. Yeah, he did. Not for this one. Not Which for one? Did I yeah, mentioned one, one that he just read off. Oh, okay, yeah, that one. Yeah, no, that one he he did miss because I, I was thinking of the Stay other wrong. fun. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of the other fun one, which is I could handle all of its other funs. Sick, but when you take away the ears of a rabbit, it just becomes an ugly rodent. Yeah, so that one I didn't actually even understand. It's like what what is it? What's that word replacing? It's not wow. that one isn't replacing anything. The character's name is fun. No, I could handle all the other fun. Okay, maybe all the that... other creatures. Of yeah, that are fun. Why is that? Okay, then why is that one sick? <laughs> I think this other fun should be way sicker than that fun. I think you're before. right. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I think I think you're absolutely right there. I think I think that this sick should maybe be up there. Yeah. Um. Because. I I actually like in my notes I was like I don't get why this one's why this one uses sick I also don't know why like the, like what does this mean like <laughs> like yeah, yeah I, I get it now yeah so yeah I think I think that's the, the big like that might be the um uh the the takeaway one here is that the sick needs to be moved to that one so that's much sicker <laughs> it is <laughs> be very ill yes. Yeah. 
my last grammar inquisition before the conjunction junction slash hit story. Um, oh, God, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want you to just like, and now for the conjunction junction. <laughs> like, just like taking like a breath. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, fun bun looked pleased. Fun bun looked pleased? Yeah, there's no D on. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I heard you say the D. I was just being like, is he saying it wrong? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Please. Yeah, there's no. Because yeah, as it is, uh, fun luck, uh, fun bun look please. <laughs> no, no, fun, luck, fun bun looked pleased. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I missed that one. <laughs> I got that one. All right. Are you ready for the super law? <laughs> Junction, junction. Got some I mean, popcorn ready. All right, everybody, strap in. Is it close? You're going to get to a reading here. Yeah, you there, Adam, Greg. I know you're listening. Get your popcorn ready. And next stop, conjunction, junction. Doot, doot. Proceed. And we're just a group of youngish adults trying to focus on more important things like college debt. But the real reason we still hadn't gotten together yet was more because we had no need to. But, in my absence, he had made connections. But, it really should have been sooner. But, for the record, in November 2014, New England saw one hell of a blizzard. But, I want to be safe. It's probably best to get that out there right away. But try switching to the electronic ones or just vape. Seriously. And, Tyler, you were right. It needed extra power to work. But it had software. It was solid black and the media within was gray with no markings. It weighed about three pounds, a little heavier than a modern hard drive. So, a spooky game. But, wait, it's also Russian, and is played on outdated and strange hardware that for some reason is a system based off of a VCR. But, nope, that wasn't the route it was taking. It was either a platformer or a point-and-click, though he was looking to the left instead of the usual right. But this was meant to be a kid's game, apparently. So it was clearly supposed to be an innocent and fun-to-say name. It was a simple game with five long levels. But the third level went back to nature and was a vertical scroller in which Boris guided Bun up a tree by picking the right branches 
at one point returning a lost egg to a nesting bird. It was poetic, and the whole post-human civilization, but life-goes-on thing was humbling. It's sad, but hopeful, and I could respect that. It's an hour long, creative, and could be made easy to pick up. But then he had to ruin things. But it was such a sweet little story. So what would a game over be like if not just an oops, try again? It was nicely made and there was no evidence left that Tyler had been in the same room, what him being messy and proud of it. It was easy to access, but apparently it was also important to comfort the mouse first. It was actually morbidly funny, but... That wasn't quite the end of it. And that was complete with disgusting chewing and biting sounds. Because why not? It's one thing reading about this stuff in scary stories, but seeing it and knowing people put time to program it all in... But there was really only one thing left to do. But otherwise, the game looked and ran the same. Even its title was still missing on the start screen. And for the first time, I didn't need a translator for Bun's dialogue. But it was still playable and understandable enough and I think any American child would be able to get through the story on their own. And now that I got to try saying different things to pass challenges, I found that the system was looking for certain keywords. It was like the voice actors were shouting directly into the microphone. But... No one ever let the English one run for more than three hours. That was the record, because the electrical alumni's only grew worse, and there was worry of fire starting or other permanent damage to the house's power system. So I spent a few more hours in the afternoon playing it. But... That's kind of what always happens when you see the limits, the script, and the coding behind the game. But I was only playing in bursts, no longer than 15 minutes. So I wanted to believe that the charge, or whatever we should call it, never had a chance to build up. So there was a feeling of nostalgia mixed in with the excitement of doing this to a piece of software very few had played. But after so many hours of 
trying to discover something the group hadn't already. The excitement and novelty began to wear off, and it became just another strange, obscure game. And I didn't know why it took me so long, but just a few minutes before I decided to quit, I realized that I didn't even know whether the game was saving any data that could change things in a playthrough past each of my many resets. So I had probably just wasted my entire evening trying to set up variables that likely didn't exist in the first place. So I turned to the camera, waved goodbye, and then reached to turn off the system. But during my hand's journey to the VCR power button, I swear I caught something in the corner of my sight, only lasting for about a second. But I didn't think on it for long, and made myself believe that I was just seeing things. But, Boris, I'm sorry. It started when I woke up early in the morning with chills. But I didn't want to ask him to go out in the snow and drive for three miles to the drugstore in the worsening conditions. But just a few minutes later, everything was on again, and there was a very low rumbling that traveled through the wall. But on backup power, we would have to lose most of our heat so the house was soon quite cold. And it was then that I heard the electrical buzzing. But the sound soon dissipated. But before it did, as I lay on my back in bed in some half-awake state, I saw a shadow take form. It was pitch black in the room. It was only then did I realize that I had seen uh, what I had seen, but I had no idea if it was awake or asleep when it happened. It was getting stronger. But this was so much worse. It always looked threatening in a passive-aggressive way but it could also be tall and lanky. Or take on a human-like form with its limbs crushed and contorted into unnatural and twisted arms and legs. And that bothered me. And it was my fault. And whatever Fun Bun's game did to the wiring emptied the generator. It didn't give me a full grasp of what I was dealing with, what it was for, how malicious it could be, how long it lasted, or who made it and why. But I thought I might have at least been safe with the tape out. So I told him what I had gone through but that didn't explain how it could send information through a plain old 240-volt plug or how that data 
could mess with the mind. But the finder didn't share anything about it until a second tape was discovered in the same country at a liquidation auction of another smaller media store chain. So there was a pattern. But why try to sell an unfinished game on non-existent hardware? But none of them appeared in the stores themselves, and none of them could be traced back to their shipper. So it wasn't understood where they came from, and any possible start to actual research on the game stalled. But that changed in 2009 when a single shipping label was found in an empty VHS case in Belarus that matched the cases that held the other copies. It had gotten hundreds of replies within minutes. It was filled with burned documents, but in the bottom drawer, a single manual had partially survived with only its front half reduced to ashes. But the find was the group's holy grail, and with it, its most technically adept members finally constructed a working player in 2013. It was bigger than they expected, needed 12 sticks of expensive and obsolete RAM, responsive and durable reels, and a top-of-the-line magnetic reader. But the game might also need a higher voltage line to do whatever it does to wiring. It just never got the chance to take off. It was probably just as cold, dark, and windy here as it had been at that distant warning station, and I too had a mysterious stranger looming over me. It began in Boris's garage lab, which was empty, dark, cold, and retained the ugly cold carpet. Here, old carpet. It was my old house's kitchen. It had been a long time since I last revisited that house in my dreams and the outlets. But that was all in the past. It wasn't compressed. It wasn't the semi-mechanical can dialogue from the game. It was like he was speaking to me as a living entity, or at least I interpreted it that way and gave him life. And then the fear came rushing back from the abyss of memory. It's impossible to describe the totality of the terror that this entity was able to instill. But your able to separate them from reality. But try to imagine having all of your confidence destroyed and seeing things from the perspective of a child. So I did. Or at least I ran.
It enjoyed the chase, and it always kept up. It was taunting me, and it could catch me at any moment, and I knew that. But I dared not slow my step or stumble. It was a living shadow, pure blackness that threatened to engulf me. It breathed in wheezy but powerful gasps that tugged at me, which threatened to pull my small self into its unseen maw. It felt like the entity was spreading infection across my mind one piece at a time. And all the while, I only ever saw the entity's shape in the corner of my eye or on occasion casting its shadow onto the walls. It didn't have any visible ears. It's bun. It wasn't even just memories and dreams. It was also memories of dreams. It could access everything, tear through my cortex. But I have to keep writing. It's far from normal. Or maybe he had already downloaded himself straight into my head. But I don't know if I'll be in any condition to leave or continue writing. It's taking every effort just to... It's like he's fighting back. And at some point, Kittyland formed around us. And that thing behind me muttered its only word. It was in a deep, low growl. But I understood it. But it was a struggle to rouse me, and my fever had returned and spiked. But I'm going to find some way to end this interactive Candle Cove the game shit tonight. But we missed something. But we waited. But that apparently didn't keep him from dreaming about the rabbit. And I thought the entity was gone now, erased. But we were both wrong. It was his laptop the computer that stayed near him every night, hunting for a wireless signal. And why would anyone? Its creation date marked it as having been made sometime in 1990. It might have been a mistake to tell the others in the group about this file, because after all this, Screw it. It even had a serial number that we used to track it down. It existed. It explains the machine's power requirement and it won't read the tape without it installed. It's a compact, high speed, 
polyphasic alternator attached to an amplifier capable of generating a weak radio signal. It's a secret we've kept from others to keep just anyone from making more machines. But I'm confident I can convince him into a meeting. It was at nearly lethal level. It probably did some serious damage and could explain his current health. And what lingers on my conscience is the knowledge that the human body also generates and carries electricity of its own, which comes from a beating heart. Finn. Jesus. <laughs> so you. So now that we've done the second rundown, <laughs> um, I will say uh, it was pretty coherent up until Boris took over the uh, the files, and then it started kind of losing a little bit of its cohesion <laughs> with with how many ands, its, and buts, and so's were in at the front of things and such. <laughs> because it was like, wait, who's talking now? Wait, the the file has a serial number that they're able to track, and it's it has to be the file has to be installed. <laughs> um, and then, um, uh, he he goes to contact the the uh, the guy who's who's uh, or he goes to contact I I guess Hero uh, for a meeting, but he's been left scarred by the whole thing. <laughs> so like by the end, it really started like kind of like the, deteriorating <laughs> because of the. Uh, the sudden change in in uh, in in voice or in or in uh, in in who was typing at the time. Mm-hmm. G- Gamer, are you awake? Absolutely, fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> during like the last half of that. He finished the rundown or his grammar things. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done. Gamer, cool. <laughs> Down the start of it, the way that because there was no context, it sounded like um. Hero was basically a guy that was um like his job is to like drive cigars to this place up north, but it's like during a blizzard, so he's like ah fucking bastards, why don't they just switch to vapes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like he doesn't want to drive up there, and then immediately starts talking about cigars. Yep. Uh, and the reason he does this, <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, the reason that Mikey goes through and picks out all these sentences and puts them together is sometimes because they form hilarity. But the mo- the main reason is because is to uh, highlight all the sentences is that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's ands or buts and such. There's always better words to use to start your sentences. Apparently there's a lot in this one. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that we've lost um, half of you, that's yep. being generous. <laughs> uh... Uh, we we welcome our diehard fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, is, is there anything else there, uh, Mike? Are you good? Are you I'm good. Okay. Uh, so, gamer, what do you have left for the grammar inquisition? <clears throat> okay. Um, right when they start describing what the game looks like, of course, I'd start here. Um, of <laughs> says a cute incompetent rabbit appeared, sitting and waiting on a solid color foreground under a flat blue sky. So. When I first heard that, I thought he was sitting there facing you because it doesn't say any direction, so that's what I default to. Mm. But 
the sentence right after that, he says he's facing to the left, so whatever. It's going to left town, the best place. Um, yes. But the main reason I'm bringing this up is um, I'm assuming that the solid color means green. Just because right after this, and right after that, it says under a flat blue sky. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't say it's green. That's true. It doesn't. It should. It could be brown. Yeah. It it could be, yeah. But my whole point is, as clear of a picture as that sentence gives, it doesn't give the whole picture. Because the whole solid color foreground, I get it's solid color, but if it's just solid green, it gives the same thing, but more detail. Yeah. It's the same amount of words and everything. Yeah, I can get behind that. Also, I know that um, this game, the more you play... The further you go in the game, the better the graphics seem to get. But how, like, what were the graphics when it started? It was like NES graphics or simpler? Well, like there's actually a um, a picture <laughs> or a photo that accompanies the story, not on the on the Cold Relics website, but on the Creepypasta oh. entry. <laughs> oh, so uh, it's actually Gee. right. It's actually right next to the uh, the title of uh, of it on Creepypasta.wiki. Uh, do you want me to post in here? I'm, t- I'm typing. Okay. Also, yeah, I should point out this is um, on creepos.wiki. This is submitted by Digigecko, which I, I'm going to assume. I know what that means. <laughs> Makes an ass of you and me. But I'm going to assume that Digigecko is the guy who also posts on uh, Cold Relic's website. Maybe. Also, I'm assuming you're talking about creepypasta.fandom.com. It's... <sighs> They, they, yeah, that's what it is. Yes, but creepypasta.wiki was the original version of the site, like fandom. Yes, because this website is called the creepypasta wiki, but the URL is creepypasta.fandom.com. Yeah, that's what I mean. I apologize. Yeah, they've they've recently yeah because in the last couple of years they've they got bought out or they they updated or something like that, and it's they switched to fandom. It's a shame that picture isn't there because it's It's here on the creepypasta one. Yeah. Um, I mean, on on the Cold Relics website, we get some like sketchy like doodles for like for the designs and stuff of that. But this one's I feel a lot more a lot stronger because it, it's straight up like a two CRT TV like style TVs. One they're both different models clearly, and we get a very clear representation of of uh, of Fun Bun on the on the fore, on a foreground over a over a blue sky background. Trying to see if I can see the brand of that TV because it does say what brand <laughs> it Zenith. is, but it, one of the, it doesn't yeah. say here though. I can't well, that, see it. The, I think I think the the black one next to it might be the Zenith, and that the other one is a knockoff Russian one. Maybe that's what Maybe. they're going for. Also, on the second one, it has like the the colored bars that show up when like a TV station would not have anything to show you right now because they're having technical difficulties. Yeah, that's not what would be on that TV though. It would just be static, uh, like snow, right? Because there's no uh, input. Yeah, I guess you're right. Uh-huh. It'd be better if yeah. it was off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or off. Yeah, yeah or that's off. another option. Yeah. Off. Yeah. God, did you so get your shit together? Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, that <laughs> extra amount of work you put in I doesn't really work. <laughs> How dare you? How fucking this? This person probably did so much work to make this this like Photoshop of a of a little cartoon pixelated rabbit, and you're just yes. shitting on him because he put the wrong screen on the TV next to it. Yes, I am. That's like you <laughs> son of a. As an artist, I'm insulted. <laughs> you should be. 
you should be. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I am. <laughs> but yes, the bunny's adorable, though. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with your original statement. Uh, in the story itself, they should maybe have added green background to kind of make the the re- like that a little bit clearer. Yeah. I'm guessing that it's sort of like NES style, like looking at the rabbit, because he's not overly detailed like I would imagine a Super NES rabbit would be. Yeah, honestly, he kind of reminds me of like the same kind of graphical detail from the original Pokemon. Mm. Like, kind of looks like like the same kind of graphical detail, like pixel details that you'd get yeah. from like the, the trainers almost. Yeah. Um, like he could, he could honestly like Fun Bun could, there could pass as a as a Pokemon as like a new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, I think the story says in the nineties style yeah, 19- graphics. So yeah. Which is the SNES came out in nineteen ninety, so yeah. it might start off with this style of graphics but then go into SNES graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wonder like it says the graphics get better, but that might just be the background. Yeah, I think the I think the ba- the backgrounds get more just get more detailed. Like the the level, like I I have this all in my my first in, in one of my actual thoughts. Um, but yeah, like but the yeah, bunny doesn't. Yeah, but as the level goes on, like the the graphics become more detailed. Like there's like cars and or like abandoned cars and like fields, yeah. and then like by the end there's a full on like pixel art, like a masterpiece of a ruined Times Square. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, but the start one is like a freaking. Atari background, yeah, yeah, okay. Which which could just be representative of like it's just a it's just a big old empty field that he's in. So yes, yeah. That being said, like in a Super Nintendo game, if it was like a, a high budget game, they'd be showing blades of grass moving and yes. clouds and shit. Yep. But yes, it's meant to be this way, and that's fine. Mm. And thank you for showing me the the picture. That helps. You're welcome. Also, our our critique aside of the of the picture, it is a very good picture. Whoever did it. <laughs> yes. Yes, for sure. All right. Then my next one is um, when they start the gameplay a little bit, and uh, Fun Bun in Russian says, uh, "Say hello to me, and we'll begin the adventure." Uh, we also got stuck here guessing names for months, like Rumpelstiltskin Challenge, Boris told me, uh, after he translated the first bit of dialogue. We didn't even know it was looking for a name at first. Incomplete software is a pain. He told me what hello was in Russian, so offered to give me a try. He turned to the camera and said, jokingly, a word I'm not going to pronounce, ra- rabbit, rabbit. <laughs> I, 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 try, I actually went to a, uh, to a um, like, how to pronounce uh, that word. It's it's not what you expect. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. I gotta try to remember how I said how I said it. <laughs> um, it's like, oh, hang on a second. I'm gonna pull it up for a second. Uh, this is super important. <laughs> it really isn't. It is. All right. Uh, I just gotta find the words. Uh, where the fuck is it? Can you, can you? Oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. Uh, yeah, it's um. It's uh dressed <laughs> No. Uh, yes, it is. 
Hang on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the pronunciation thing again. <laughs> like, I, I, I had, a, I, I struggled with it because, like, there's way too many letters <laughs> for yeah. what, is, for what, how they say it. <laughs> um, and that's not an insult to anybody. Like, that's no, of course not. Like, we're just dumb. We're dumb Westerners. And <laughs> um, give me a second. I'm gonna try and listen to this. Dress to it. <laughs> That's what it's addressed to it. So um, half of the letters you don't need. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. I, I I I'm sure they're I'm sure they're important to the in the yes. Russian like pronunciation and stuff like that. Like I'm sure they're like like they just use a lot more silence silent letters. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just like I was not expecting it to be dressed to it. <laughs> um, no, not at all. Uh, but yeah. Regardless, though. Um, also, I'm sure long... I'm butchering that. Just, just for for anybody listening, I'm sure I butchered that. And if anybody would like to like attack us uh, and and <laughs> chastise us, for, chastise us online for that, by all means, go for it. <laughs> I offer myself as tribute. <laughs> there you go. Either way, the whole reason I brought this up. Yeah. Um, when I was first reading this, I didn't understand what they were getting at until it got to the point where um where our hero said the line. I didn't understand what it meant by name. Like it wasn't very clear about that up yeah. until that point. Okay. Like also like when it says um uh we also got stuck here seemed kind of weird because he didn't list any like other names. Hurdles. <laughs> yeah, and no, any other hurdles that he he came across while trying to get the game run. To run, he's just like we. We also haven't. We also had a problem here, even though it was like the first problem that was listed. Unless I missed the previous one, I don't think you did. I think I think maybe like some of the other problems, like were basically like the physical problems of like you know having building a machine to to make this work. <laughs> I guess yeah, that would yeah. kind of be factored in. But regardless, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just gonna say it again because we went off at a tangent and everything. Sorry, I apologize. Um, it's fine. Fun bun says, "Say hello to me, and we'll be in the adventure." Okay, and then it's it basically says, um, "We got stuck here guessing names for months." But he just the question from Fun Bun is, "Say hello to me." So I, I imagine yeah. that I imagine that the all he had to say was just "hello" as the keyword. So yeah. then it starts going on talking about names. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And then when it gets to uh, Hero actually saying that you have to say hello and then his name. That it clicked. Maybe it in took that while to click. I yeah. feel like it should be changed a little bit. Maybe that or like in Russian. Maybe in Russian, when you when you uh, when you uh, say hello to somebody, it's it's like part of the vernacular is that you say their name as well as the hello, like as part of like the the custom or part of the a part of the um the um the uh, as part of the um the salutation. It's yeah. you have you say dretz I'm sorry. Have to stop uh, saying that word. Yeah. <laughs> you, say, you say hello in Russian, and then you yes. say their name as well, like as a mm-hmm. uh, as like a, an honorific. Perhaps, but regardless, yeah. I didn't understand where the name was coming from until it was dropped. So, yeah. uh, my suggestion to change that is: um, say hello to me, and we'll begin the adventure. Period, and it goes down to the next paragraph. Um, we got stuck here, comma, asking us to say hello, and then the rabbit's name. So he had us guessing names for months, like Rumpelstiltskin challenge. Yeah, that would definitely help. 
clear up the uh, the issue here. Like we got stuck here. He's he is asking us to say hi and then his name, like straight up tell the people that don't understand this game, aka um, Tyler and um, and Hero as well as the readers. Yeah. So did we do we cut you off when you were trying to like finish your sentence there? I mean a couple of times, but whatever. Yeah. I got a lacrosse. <laughs> okay. We can edit our like my my cutout part. It's fine. <laughs> Long story short, I didn't understand until it was said, so I had to like it was weird. Moving on. You had to re- you had to reconstruct it. Yeah. Gotcha. And this one I stumbled over a little bit. Um I'm gonna read it the way that I thought it it said. And then you'll see why I was confused. Okay. I thought it said it wasn't even just memories and dreams. It was also memories and dreams. I revisited <laughs> my favorite dreams from past and saw them ruined. Uh, so you, I, you... I read that. I'm like, what? Why did they say the same thing twice? And then I went through and started correcting it. And I'm like, it wasn't even just the memories of life, comma. It was also the memories of dreams, period. And then I'm like, wait. I went back yeah. and rewrite it. I'm like, oh, that is a different word there. So what it should actually be is it wasn't even just memories and dreams. It was also memories of dreams. And that of yeah. should be uh, all caps. All caps, maybe even bolded. <laughs> Underlined, but not italic. <laughs> no italics. <laughs> italics are dead to us. <laughs> they really are. After after Icar Fall 2021, Icar, uh, uh, italics are dead to us. <laughs> Um, did you notice the italics in this one? Nope. No. Italics aren't a thing. They don't exist. They're, wait, wait, hang on. What? Because after all, italics fell last last month. <laughs> yes. It's italics fall. Italics fell. This uh, last. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Italics fall. <laughs> They're dead to me. Speaking yeah. of italics, though, um, <laughs> literally my next one. Uh, I didn't actually put the quote down, but it doesn't matter because there is a, um... Oh no, this is the quote. I just didn't put quotes on it. Never mind. Then what would it take to purge that abomination from a person? Question mark. So person is italic and right next to a question mark, which isn't italic. But because of that, the N on person is like merged into the question mark. So it's almost (laughs) like one character. It's like a, like it's almost like uh like aether like where a and e are the same thing, pretty much yeah. yeah. Just like the way that the font is, it just they just mush together. So if that was noticed, I would recommend putting a space there, even though that's not grammatically correct. Put the space yeah. before maybe maybe just oh I see yeah and then like yeah when he references like Alice in Wonderland or Donnie Darko, those are italicized because they're they're titles. But honestly, like. I hate that. It should be quoted. Yeah. Use quotes, please. Love God. Would it be better if the question mark was italicized? I think maybe might help. Yes, it would. But I hate italics. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> we all understand. Yeah. It's, it looks really weird. The N is like scrolling up a little bit too close to that question mark. <laughs> I'm scrolling down to the like to it, trying to find it. So. Just do a control F for person question. Oh, I found it. Yeah, it, it kind of does. Yeah, it's really getting in there in the hook of the of the question mark. Yeah, it's like every hook hook cranny there. Like a fish. The N is a fish. Yeah, pretty much. 
And that's the end of my uh, Grammar and Yellow. Okay. All right, on to actual thoughts, where I'm going to be critically silly, I'm sure. Uh, starting with my first one. So, jackpot. He told me in a sudden, long-winded email one night that I will heavily truncate for the rest of you. I know it goes on to explain like a full email and like a lot of a bunch of words and some of that pertaining details about like what jackpot represents. Like jackpot is just the title. However, I for a hot minute, for a hot second, I read that and understood it as the email read Jack. Pot. like just endlessly the letters jackpot like forming the entirety of the email <laughs> like in my like that's how i envisioned it <laughs> what so like it says jackpot he told me in a sudden long-winded <laughs> email <laughs> it's, just like, it's just jackpot but like like expanded out to like with like all all the a's and all the o's to yeah. make it like one like, like just make it fill up an entire like paragraph worth of it's like 25 j's 32 a's <laughs> exactly like yeah. yeah exactly um i it was again one of those moments where like he fired bang a shot or a glance oh 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 god <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah, no, that, there's that part. Um, and then I'll move on to the next thing here. Uh, I didn't think much of it at first, but of course, the idea left an itch that lingered and grew. And I soon bought my plane tickets for a flight up there in November. The, my, my comment to that is like, and so the obsession returns for for poor hero. He was He was out, but they pulled him back in. <laughs> Um, just because of like how obsessive he got in like Kittyland and how it almost like wrecked him like mentally, mm -hmm. and he's falling into the same trap. He's um, a creepy passive protagonist. You expect him to learn from his mistakes. I mean, it'd be, be no stories. <laughs> it'd be refreshing <laughs> because you can find a, you can find new ways for them to be trapped, not of their own volition. Yes. Moving on to the next thing here. So, you like scary stories the internet has to offer? He asked me. I still read them sometimes, I told him. And so begins my reading of every Boris line in a Russian accent. Seriously, every, as soon as Boris started talking, I, began, I fell into a, a Russian accent. <laughs> as you and should have. Including the, very, like, the entirety of, of, night, of night 50 <laughs> and like on. <laughs> was all, I, I, I was like actually reading it. Like, I, I read most of the story aloud. Um, like nice. to myself, and I, and like I immediately started like reading it like Boris's lines in complete Ru like just in Russian accent. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I envisioned him looking exactly like Boris Grishenko or whatever his name is from Goldeneye, like with the Hawaiian shirt and the glasses and everything. Yeah, that's what his name is based on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I also imagined that constantly clicking a pen as he's like flipping it around and shit. Yeah. Also, I don't think I have this in my notes, but I gotta commend our hero for for blindly trusting this complete stranger. <laughs> and He's like, come out to my house out on the outskirts of town, a Buffalo, <laughs> in, where like where there's like where there's not you can't see my neighbor's house for the trees, <laughs> and uh, it's completely immaculate. Like uh, he used to live there with his parent with his family, and then like he's the, now the only one there. So what happened to the family? <laughs> Murdered all of them. <laughs> and then like the the uh, I mean even comments like I think as I go down to the as I went into the uh, the garage where I did not absolutely absolutely did not think that I was about to be murdered. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like I gotta commend like the trust that our hero put in a complete stranger. Um, something that and, he hasn't even seen at that point. Yeah, and I'm also really happy that my like my 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 the the subtle little suspicion in the back of my head that like Boris was gonna hurt him or, or like murder or something like that or was like uh, like not on the up and up. I'm glad that was completely invalidated. That yeah. and like Boris, because Boris is a completely awesome dude. <laughs> I just got to say, like he is, he is the heart of this story <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm gonna move right along. Uh, so we now, so that was that was all post night one. Like that was all the the my actual thoughts from post night one. Now we move on to night one. Um, Wait, post night one? You mean pre? I mean, I mean pre night one. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Um. Um, then what's in contact with the hardware? Boris flipped the media over and opened the flap where the magnetic tape would usually be. Only here, it was a solid black glass of some kind. Whatever fed data into the readers did so through an opaque material. He left. If you think this weird, wait till you see what's on it. Uh, so from from where this is going... And, and what is being described? Bear in mind, this comment, is, this 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 note is being taken like as I'm reading the story. Uh, most of my comments are like that. Um, this this tech, I'm I'm inclined like this, this the tech that it's presenting here with the the cassette itself. I'm inclined to uh, to mythos it up a little bit. So this is a little bit of a kitchen segment for for a game scenario where of of some eldritch videotape that has been created. Uh, using an obsidian shard as part of the mechanism, and also a foci for harnessing the influence of the Father of Knives, one of the more recent avatars of the of Nyarlathotep. Um, where the he's of knives. Yeah, so it, so the Father of Knives in in Delta Green uh, in the Delta Green um, like scenarios and adventures and stuff like that by like Adam Scott Glancy. He's he's created this new avatar or this new like uh, like concept of of Nyarlathotep being. Basically, uh, a man like uh, the father of knives from like way back in like the prehistory times when like um, early humans and this is real early humans would would quarry and chip out like pieces and chips of of um, of of flint and obsidian from like quarries in like the Middle East, and they would and they would use that as a form of currency, but it was also used as knives. Like they were also used as knives because of how sharp they were. So. The avatar of Nihilithotep here, the father of knives, is basically like an amalgam of just like flint pieces of knives, or like flint and, and obsidian, um, like shards. Yeah. Um, so, and and as soon as this came up, where it was like a black glass or a piece of black glass of some kind, I immediately thought, I was like, well, what if it just has like a piece of obsidian in it that is just a, an asp, like a, a fragment of, of of the elder god Nihilithotep, <laughs> and it's it's being used in this like weird electronic medium ritual to uh to give this cre- to give this videotape all its supernatural powers it's actually not like technology it's just like magic <laughs> inside the mm-hmm. tape so um that that's my uh the mythos would make it better <laughs> sort of little segment as always yes um and then moving on to the next one so a spooky game but wait it's also russian and is played on outdated and strange hardware that for some reason is a system based off of VCR. Sure, why not? This story honestly brought to mind, uh, like as as it was going on with like the whole like Russian video game sort of thing, 
I, I kind of started thinking about uh, the Game Grumps um, ad campaign for that Russian jump game they came up with. Oh, yeah. Like, um, where Aaron is like, oh, yeah, game. I found this. What is it called? Well, it was going to be... It's. He said in the lore of it that they found it as an abandoned uh, Dendi game, which is like a knockoff um, Romanian, I believe, uh, NES. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just called... Uh, is it just called Jump Game? It might actually just I thought be called it was that. Russian Jump Game, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I, that immediately came to mind because I mean, I remember when that Soviet camp- Jump Game, Soviet Jump Game, that's what it was. Um, and yeah, like I just remember because like we both, like me and you, gamer, uh, like both like talked about this game because it was like it kind of remind. I reminded me a little bit like their ad campaign kind of reminded me of like this kind of a creepypasta esque start because <laughs> like yeah. they're finding this they, they find this mysterious game and. And uh, they decided to kind of like make it like kind of like bring it bring it to the forefront and stuff like that. And then it turns out that the whole thing was just an ad campaign for a game that they were fiddling around with and stuff like that. And they're just having a uh, having a lark with a, with a an, uh, a sort of an ARG element to the ad campaign and stuff. Or was it? Because at or the end, was. like the uh, the KGB like captured him and tied him up, and were forcing him <laughs> to like say that no, Game Grumps made it. Tell them. <laughs> Yes, yeah, clearly. That, clearly that was, yeah, clearly it, 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 there's a conspiracy at hand. Yeah. But you can, you can, now you can, you can see why I, I suddenly started thinking about that as reading this story about a Russian or Soviet <laughs> video game that with it was weird. Odd, and stuff. With yeah. an odd, like, backstory to it, yes. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'm going to move on to, actually, this is another kind of kitchen segment bit, um, but I'm going to read this paragraph. Um, the second level was a long road with abandoned cars, which felt like it had undertones of something darker. But by the uh, but the third level went back to nature and was a vertical scroller in which Boris guided Bun up a tree by picking the right branches. At one point, returning a lost egg to a nesting bird. Fourth level was an urban setting again, this time exploring an empty shopping plaza filled with products with product art and logos satirizing American culture. I found the back and forth shifting tone strange and wondered what this was all leading up to, as no human characters had appeared. The last level took place in a city park overgrown with pixelated trees, which eventually led to an area that looked like it, that looked a little like Times Square. The buildings were intact but covered in vines and animals like deer and squirrels lived in the road turned meadow in peaceful coexistence okay guys hear me out kitchen segment here bunnies and burrows in a post-apocalyptic post-human <laughs> setting <laughs> uh legitimately what i thought it was just like and, and i think we've all we, what our technically and game is. technically on our sister podcast one less die uh during our shadow run game we did run some some sorry, bunnies some i'm so, sorry Mike. <laughs> uh some some bunnies and burrows games uh in the uh the powered by the apocalypse version uh the the warren i believe it's called yeah um and where you guys are all playing bunnies um in a in the remnants of a, of a town that's been abandoned by mankind. As far as you guys are aware, humans no longer exist. So um, we, we kind well, of inadvertently played this game already. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Well, and the, the story does explain that it's like that when it says 
Last time I felt something similar was when I watched that old Peace on Earth cartoon from 1939. Did you guys watch that? Thank you for segueing. I had not, I don't believe I had seen this before last night, but I did sit down on Daily Motion and watch the nine minute movie of Peace on Earth and then went on YouTube and watched the 1950, uh, the 1955 remake, um, uh, Goodwill to Men, um, which is basically the exact same movie, but I would say is probably not, I actually, I honestly think I preferred, um, Peace on Earth more because the animation was a lot more detailed in the yeah. 1939 version than it was than the 50s version. The 50s version just kind of updates the um, the warfare that uh, that the that the uh, that the humans have in that movie or in that that animated short. Like because mm-hmm. in 1939, that's pre atomic bombs, so the uh, the humans just basically kill each other in the trenches to the last to the last man. Um, whereas in the the 55 version. Uh, it gets like they explain that like uh, the man just kept making bigger and bigger bombs until there was nothing left. Yeah. Um. So, I it, it was interesting like to watch that because it is kind of I can I can definitely get where our hero is getting with like how it's poetic like this whole post-human civilization but life goes on is sort of humbling like yeah that you kind of get that feeling from from watching Peace on Earth or Goodwill to Men. Um. It's and also I was amazed at, at the animation quality of Peace on Earth for a mo- for for a cartoon movie, a cartoon short from 1939. Like just the visuals were so clear and like detailed. Um, but uh, that's my my animation buff sort of kind of kicking in. <laughs> that's not the show <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I checked it out because I, I'm glad I, I'm I'm pretty sure maybe I have seen it, but it was like when I was like five or six, so I probably didn't even get half the stuff that was in it. Um, but to watch it now, yeah, it's very much an, um, like I can understand also why I got a Nobel Peace Prize, the 1939 animation short. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, it got it got it for uh, for its uh, anti-war message. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, no, I it was. Uh, yeah, thank you for the segue, uh, Mikey, because that was what I was going to bring up next about after Bunnies and Burrows <laughs> was nice. uh, Peace on Earth was was a cool was a cool cartoon. You should check it out. You can check it out on uh, DailyMotion.com. dot <laughs> mm. um, I'm sure you can check it out elsewhere, probably on like Tubi or something. <laughs> uh, point is, you can check it out for free. <laughs> um, but I digress. I hate saying that word now. <laughs> um, Here's the next thing. Um, actually, an early impression I had was that this could be a, the perfect iPad game. It's an hour long, creative, and could be made easy to pick up. And honestly, as, as, as re- like like reading that little, that line in the story, I was like, I'm surprised this isn't like an Itchio game or something, like something on like the Itchio platform or on a, like a mobile platform sort of game. I suppose if this story was a little bit more well known or popular like somebody would inevitably make this game um like like make an indie version of it or something and i could i could definitely see it because it is it's definitely up there with some of those indie games that you see of like based off creepypastas where it's like it starts off cutesy and stuff of that and then goes horrible like there's actually a steam game i have called a version that is basically exactly that kind of theme where like it starts off cutesy and like a cutesy little platformer but as you go from level to level 
the the world starts kind of falling apart and like the cutesiness starts kind of like fading and like or you realize you're kind of on like a stage and behind the stage is like this horrible tentacular cthulhu mythos like landscape hellscape oh nice uh and it's as you keep going through the levels so like by the by the end boss you're fighting this horrible eldritch abomination to save your princess and then horrible shit happens Um, and speaking of that kind of tropes and stuff, uh, the next line I have to comment on, um, but it was such a sweet little story. So what would a game over, what would a game over be like? It's if, if not just an oops, try again. Yeah. You know, just like happy tree friends, happy little animals making, uh, who make oopsies. What could possibly happen to them? (laughs) (laughs) Did you look it up? I don't even remember the jingle from that. Oh, I that's it's burned into my brain, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you remember our one friend? Like when he first saw it, he like the, his his mouth dropped to the floor for like we thought he went into it. He had had a stroke. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he was so horrified when the first like when 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 the first oopsie happens in in Happy Tree Friends. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh for those of you who who are listening to us and do not know what Happy Tree Friends is, it's a colored up cartoony sort of Care Bear style animation like flash animation that gets dark <laughs> very quickly. Very like dark. it's yeah. They always die. Yeah, it, and they die in the most gruesome ways. Like I think I think there's uh, Snappy who who's like a a war vet and as soon as like he hears like a crackle on like the campfire they're at, he just flips and goes on and and just brutalizes everyone in the um uh in the in the campsite because like he suddenly uh thinks he's in nom <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah it, it's pretty it's pretty intense uh some of the kills and and deaths um yeah it's not for little kids <laughs> it, it's deceptively not for little kids <laughs> uh but i will i will move on to my next thing here which is night three um it's one thing reading about this stuff in scary stories, but seeing it and knowing people put time to program it all in, I'm almost surprised that pictures of my family being murdered or already in the form of gravestones didn't start appearing on screen. Nah, as sick as this crap was, it still had to exist within the realms of possibility. There were limits. There had to be limits. I like how this story kind of gives little pokes and nods at other creepypastas and creepypastas in general, specifically like vidjapastas. Like I'm pretty sure what was just what I just wrote, what I just read, like about the, the parents being murdered and then like, or even on gravestones and stuff of like that. I'm pretty sure that's a reference to the super Mario 64 creepypasta. We read like a couple of years back. Um, and I've, I've noticed a few others in the story. I mean, aside from, you know, the obvious, like it just blatantly says, uh, like candle cove, the video game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, which which Mikey so so candidly did in his uh, in his uh, uh, conjunction junction uh, rundown. <laughs> um, but there are other instances in the story where like the character pokes and nods or, or pokes pokes fun of, and then also makes nods to creepypasta. So like you can definitely it definitely feels like this is the cold relics entry for like a video game creepypasta, but also like kind of giving a tribute to video game creepypastas in in its writing um and then my next one here um but no one ever let the english one run for more than three hours 
that was the rec that was the record because the electrical anomalies only get worse and there was and there was worry of fires starting or other permanent damage to a house's power system no one knew why the game behaved like that or how it was interacting with the wires so i have a little bit of a theory here on like the or on on the purpose of the, of this game um as as i'm reading it again at this from this point um maybe the reason the electrical anomalies happen is is it's a trap laid by the soviets to harm american equipment sort of like uh, a petty insult of sorts like um this since this was made uh, during the cold war and some tensions are and tensions were high to show up each to show each other up in the in, in any capacity um like between the americans and the russians so it's just or like it's hang, freaking uh, go ahead okay it's like yeah like oh sorry filthy american dogs your pitiful int- uh, entertainment systems and household electronic systems can't withstand good soviet engineering <laughs> um, but yeah, or uh, it's like see. an actual uh, response to what the Americans actually did during the uh, the Cold War, where they were actually making bullets, and I think it was during the Cold War, and they were shipping them overseas. So when, if it is the Russians, I'm thinking of, it might be um, this might be during Vietnam. I don't remember, but either way, they were supplying ammunition to their enemies of of the time, and um, so it's like a box full of ammo, but maybe like 10% of the rounds in there, um, it would be made to be faulty. So when they're shooting the gun, everything's fine. Then all of a sudden the gun blows up in their hands. Oof, damn. Yeah. So basically that kind of like, sa- basically sabotage between the two countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, I could see this because like, like, uh, and I, I kind of bring this up later in my, in my notes, but I'll, I guess I'll bring it up now since it's kind of relevant. Um, let's see if I can find it. So like maybe the creator yeah so like it's talking about uh like later on it talks about like the rental stores and um uh so if a, if its creators wanted to sneak copies into rental stores so unsuspecting parents might terrify kids across the uh, the country they'd need to shrink their hardware and cram the innards and a built-in camera into popular name brand pr- uh, players so the tape could actually be loaded who knows how they were planning to do all this? This all felt like only the beginning of one of those lost videotapes that messes you up stories. It just never got the chance to take off. So maybe the creators thought analog would take off a lot more than it did. Like perhaps they were anticipating that analog would, would just get better and they didn't realize that that digital uh, would would basically replace analog uh, media. So they basically weaponized analog entertainment uh, technology in this way. And heck, again, kind of going into my kitchen segment stuff, uh, this honestly, like this this game itself and like the way it's analog and like it's super advanced analog technology kind of reminds me of Tales from the Loop. Um, but maybe like, like so maybe this like this tape is, but maybe this, the reason why this tape is so like weird by today's standards isn't that it was like, created in our reality but like in an alternate reality and it somehow made its way into our timeline like in that timeline where it came from it analog took well, analog got really advanced and this is oh, like I just see. like a weaponized version like what the soviets created but then again that we've we've seen before like that like we're not quite sure if kitty land is actually a memory like altering machine or if it's like a dimensional 
uh, dimensional uh, machine of some kind where it like tackles into uh, an alternate reality or an alternate timeline sort of thing. So perhaps. What does it do? Hmm? Sorry? What does it do? You said it tackles. Tackles. Nevada. Tackles Nevada. <laughs> God damn it. That's just no. You know what? It, it's, 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 the, it's a cold relics thing, apparently, with us. The, uh, Is it? Yeah, because you did the, the Nevada and Alaska. That was during the, that, those as well? Yeah, that was during Liz 4. Oh jeez, that that was the inception of the of the uh, of of our use of the eh. My bad. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like just the idea of like maybe this slipped in through another from another timeline where analog got better, and so like and those VHS tapes, like those VS, VHS like hardware that this thing is from or this thing is for, was more commonplace in that timeline. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I could certainly see this like tape. Aside from like the mythos angle I, I proposed earlier, I could definitely see using this tape in a scenario in Tales from the Loops RPG. Um, like, because the a in, normal source of media. Well, yeah, cause, well, in in Tales from the Loop, like it's basically set in the eighties and nineties that didn't exist. Like it's set in the eighties and nineties where like technology advanced, um, but our but but like the aesthetic remained. So. Like some of the, it's sort of like uh, Fallout, where like the '50s aesthetic survived, but like the uh, technology advanced and just kind of like kept on going on with it in certain ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this, in that case, like yeah, like they had like '80s technology that was just got that also had like super science behind it. So again, VHS tapes, analog sort of uh, technology, um, sort of became like the next digital, like sort of became digital in a way. Or just became much more advanced than it did in our timeline. Um, but uh, yeah, just again, kitchen segment bleeding again into into this into my thoughts on this because it's it's what happens. It's it's one of my hobbies. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, I'll, I'll move on to the uh, the next thing I have here, which is um, on, in night five. Um, so this one here, uh, so yeah, I didn't know if, oh yeah, <clears throat> I didn't know if the wires were bunning sick again. Uh, I didn't care. As far as I knew, the garage was unpowered and the game was off. I thought maybe this was some sort, some form of the Tetris syndrome. I had played the game so much that it was hard to flush it out of my mind. And I was seeing long, and I was seeing it long after I had stopped playing. I could. I could have I could have that problem when I was younger but this was so much worse. I think we got a problem we got a, we got a grammar position here. <laughs> I could have seen that problem when I was younger, I think is what it meant to say. Um so that's my first thing I guess <laughs> on this uh, on that quote. Uh the secondly this this has to do kind of with uh, an overarching thing I'm noticing in this story. Um so the buzzing um so this is sort of like the 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 edge of my okay i'll i'll just, I'll just ex- explain my my comment here so kind of going back to my, early, my what i just mentioned about like this being a soviet ploy of some kind um maybe it's it's just that he's sick and hell maybe his sickness like the fever that he's getting the headaches he's getting in the story are the result of some underlying tone in the buzzing that is happening uh, after all, some sounds or tones um, can't uh, we, we've discovered can be weaponized to make people uneasy and even ill. Um, certainly cause a lot of head like cause headaches and such. Or make you poop your pants. 
Yeah, exactly. There's the brown note. Um, <laughs> if that's or, actually a thing. Yeah, but but there is actually a, there are actually like various tones that can like that people like the, I think the military has has looked into weaponizing to as like a, a form of riot control that basically like makes people like ill and queasy and and like want to get the hell out, away from it. Um, but aside from like his fever, like maybe the English version of this game. Uh, creates a mimetic effect on the user, sort of like how it says, like the Tetris syndrome, where it's just like it gets stuck in your head and and like for after prolonged periods of play. So they, it's basically like a psychological weapon that isn't uh, that isn't present in the Russian version of the game. Um, so again, like the whole situation of like, uh, how dare you filthy Americans play our game? We'll make a you you want to play this in English? All right, all right, the American dogs here. Uh, have this uh, have this uh, this fail safe uh, psychological trap. <laughs> You've activated mm-hmm. our trap card. <laughs> <laughs> like the game is completely fine to play uh, in its in its basic Russian. Um, aside it's a from little, the bl- aside the from blood aside, and... yeah, aside from like some of the more graphic parts, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe they want their kids to you know grow up faster than than us. Maybe, <laughs> um, maybe it's maybe it's a way of desensitizing their youths, um, sort of like program. No, this, this was... shit happens to animals out there. <laughs> yeah, you must learn. You need to know this. Yeah, if you want to, you need to hunt for your family. You need to know that you, can, you uh, that this is how animals die. <laughs> um. All right, they're stabbed Sonya. through the knees with <laughs> sewing needles. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how dare you watch that Mickey Mouse bullshit? Here, here's a here's a more uh, here's a more hardcore. man's cartoon. <laughs> exactly. This is a, a a pure manly so Soviet cartoon. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, like and then well yeah, the Americans get like get a get a copy of this, and it's in English, and that's where it's like that's again the trap card where it it either. Melt like melts down your electrical systems in your house, or it it imprints a psychological um attack on your on on the people that are playing it or watching it. So, um, because again, like Cold War had all sorts of weird stories about that kind of shit happening. Like not like, uh, there was there was talks of um, uh, what the hell is it called? There's an island in the the, I think I think the ocean is gone now, but there's an inland sea. That, that that's been drying up since the Soviets dammed up like part of its water source. <laughs> um, but there's a, a, a rebirth island where the Soviets were were doing like medical experiments on like anthrax and like other diseases on it, and then they just left that island out in the middle of this ocean because it was it's an island out in the middle of the ocean, right? Like it's quarantined. Unfortunately, they also dammed up the water source of that of that of that inland sea. So that that inland sea is that island is now a peninsula <laughs> onto the mainland. Oh damn! Yeah, and what's funny is it's also a bird sanctuary. So like, yeah, birds don't carry diseases. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, no, it was like it's definitely one of those things. Like what, like. But yeah, and it, there's a military facility on that island, and there's like a bunch of rumors that like yeah, they were doing a bunch of like horrible medical experiments involving like diseases and plagues on the island, and then they just abandoned it out there in the middle of the uh, that ocean. So I'm sure that's not going to be a problem. Yeah, no. I mean, now that now that it's become a a part of the mainland, I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely not where the zombie apocalypse starts. <laughs> just plague zombies, pretty much. Um, but yeah. Uh, Moving on um, to night six. Um, he broadcasts himself through the wires. I know he does. 
he got he got proper tur- or he got properly turned off before I fell asleep at the fire, but I still sense him. I believe the effects of his radio waves linger for some time. Okay, let's get you to the hospital there, hero. <laughs> like, I know this is a creepypasta, and there and like there are some elements of stories proposing that like this is gonna be supernatural or like some kind of tech supernatural element and some of that. But I can't help but like between between the fever that he 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 gets, and he even like rationalizes where he got the fever was from a buffet they had earlier. And and Hero's history of obsession and false memories, I I don't want to think this for the story, but I think Hero just got super excited over a new weird like object and is starting to mentally fray with the fever <laughs> throughout this story. <laughs> like I started seeing this story very mundanely as it went on. <laughs> and it too, didn't huh? it didn't help with the dreams. <laughs> <laughs> with the dream attacks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I'll I'll continue with that here. Um I think. Let me double check cuz I have to go through the stuff that I already touched on. Um Yeah. Um after insisting he consider what I was telling him, Boris relented some and said it might be possible that the game was transmitting data through the wires, similar to how power over ethernet works, which uses the electrical system as the as a network line but that didn't explain how it could send information through a plain old 20 or 240 volt plug or how the data could mess with my head yeah i'm with boris on this this is a this seems a little bit far fetched given that there is an, a simple and straightforward like occam's razor answer in this story that it is presented to us the fever does weird shit to your perceptions. Like I personally know that. Like I've had some weird and bad trips while uh, while while suffering the flu and suffering fevers. Like I remember one one Christmas I had the flu and I was just sitting in our in our uh, living room, uh, or I was lying I was sleeping on the couch in, in our living room, and I vividly saw. Everything from one side of the ha- of the ha- of the room to the other just go smashing into the opposite wall. Like the the like I saw the TV, the the Christmas tree, Fuck. my family, the the all the tables and cou- all the couches and tables and stuff just go get flung across like a hurricane. Just swept everything to the one side of the of the um, of the room. And when I blinked, everything was fine again. So, and that's just a a small taste of of what a flu of of what your body fighting a, a an infection can do. <laughs> so, to to your to your perspective of reality. So, like, yeah, the story really, as it went on, I I kind of it didn't ruin the story, but it, it definitely made it feel a lot more just like you're suffering from a very mundane and explainable case of you've got a fever and the only prescription is more cowbell. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Um, strangely enough, that's not going to be my only Christopher Walken reference I'm going to, I'm going to bring up. How dare you? <laughs> this guy is fucking believable. Right. Um, but yeah, Mikey, you wanted to say something? Well, um, one note um, is that data can travel along electrical lines. Yeah. So, but it's like directly into his head. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like, the whole buzzing thing makes no sense. 
Yeah. Well, the buzzing kind of makes sense. Like he's he's hearing the buzzing of like the electrical wires, like like they're they're vibrating, um, right? Like that happens. Like yeah. Because I hear that. Because when I yeah. again when I walk by like power lines, I hear a buzzing sound. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but that's a strong electrical current versus yeah. what you would hear in a house, which. Well, well, if it's if it's if it's overheating or overclocking the uh, the power system, like you might hear that, and that's not a good sign. <laughs> I imagine again. <laughs> um, and then we get to this quote here, which filled me with such such dread. At some point, whatever normal pleasant dream I was having suffered a signal interruption. I seized up. Not too unlike our old nemesis, sleep paralysis, ah! and suddenly, <laughs> and suddenly started dreaming lucidly. Although my body wasn't very responsive and my eyes felt heavy. No, <laughs> sleep paralysis returns. <sighs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and again, like I could see, like from like in a fever dream sort of situation, like. He's he's got this like obsession over this this fun bun. So the the sleep paralysis demon takes the form of fun bun in his fever state. Um, and then we get this line here. Also, before you move oh, on, yeah, though, yeah, yes, yes, continue. Yeah, sorry. I said or does it because literally, like the next sentence, he just walks out of the room that he was in, so he's not uh, exactly in sleep paralysis. No, now he's, he's just dealing with night is. terrors. Yeah, 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 he's he's dealing with night terrors and sleepwalking, which. God, that is as terrifying. As far as I know, as far, as far as I know, sleep paralysis is like in your dream you can't move and there's weird shit going on around you, right? Yeah, yeah, you're in the state where like you 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 can you're you're kind of you're technically seeing the world around you like your body like you you're you're slightly awake in that you are able to actually see your room. But you're still oh. technically in REM sleep. So you you're not actually awake. It's this weird state between sleeping and awake. That you you're conscious of the world around you, but you can't interact, and your mind starts adding in like it's like augmented reality almost to a degree. That's okay. where like the so, nightmare yeah, starts. Not thing. at all. What's happening then? <laughs> no, no, it isn't. But like it's well, he's he does state like suddenly like uh, I start dreaming lucidly because l- dreaming lucidly means like you're you're kind of aware of things, but here his body isn't responsive and his eyes are heavy, which is what the feeling of sleep paralysis is: is that your body can't move, so you're in the dream. You can't move, and you your body feels heavy mm-hmm. and can't really move around and responsive. Yeah. Um, but then he goes in to explain basically what he's what he's kind of doing is also kind of like sleepwalking, which is also terrifying because you're basically moving around. Your body is being propelled by your dream state version. Um, so, Mikey, yeah. were you going to bring up anything up with that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Um, so the quote you had was, at some point, whatever normal pleasant dream I was having suffered a signal intrusion. So to me, this actually points to the protagonist being an android. My God. He was secretly an android this whole time. What a revelation. He's he's one of the byproducts of that of the Liz Four system. Remember, like they they made people into into like thinking computers. My God, and 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 he's related to the the and and that was related to the to the the Kitty Land uh, project, which might maybe like Kitty Land project. Maybe the reason why he was getting all these like false information and stuff of like that was because he was an and he's actually secretly an android that um that thinks he's a person. <laughs> 
And so he's been getting like his he's been uh getting weird signals and that's why he was able to see the kitty land stuff. And now that he's gone to this the he's dealing with this uh Soviet tech, it's 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 uh further interrupting his uh his system. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's he's pa- this is all paving the way for the 2070s and 2080s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My dear god. <laughs> Can't wait. Androids everywhere. But uh, is is that it there, Mikey? It's like, uh, do do androids uh, sleep of electro or do androids dream of electronic sheep (laughs) or of electric sheep? Or do they dream of electric rabbits? Did it? (laughs) (laughs) Also, is it just me? Does the electric rabbit sound like a dance move? Like the electric slide, the electric rabbit, just like like a hop to the left. Kind and of. then I'll hop to the right. <laughs> In the story, they said that it sounded like a sex toy. Yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> no, Fun Bun sounded like a sex toy. Oh, was it? Th- oh, yeah. okay, right, yeah. Which I have not Googled it. I'm no, I don't want to Google Fun Bun and see if it's actually a sex toy. <laughs> okay. Nope, nope. Hand, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm mov- moving on, moving on. So this one here, um, so we, did t- we just talked about sleep paralysis. Well, next thing here. I knew I was in his domain. Maybe he was the one dreaming with me as his hapless guest. I am the dreamer. You are the dream. And that was Christopher Walken as Whitley Stryber from Communion. I know I just talked about sleep paralysis, but and now that's a line from a movie about aliens. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why, but as soon as like as soon as I read that line, it was like where like maybe he was the dream- he was the one dreaming and I was the hapless guest. Like I immediately thought of that lo- that scene from uh, from from Communion where a version of Christopher Walken is talking to Christopher Walken, saying, "I am the dreamer, you are the dream." <laughs> mm-hmm. As he's as he's dealing with basically like trying to like recall his alien abduction in the film, but. Uh... So we got we got we got sleep paralysis and maybe it's aliens. Maybe it's a Soviet alien uh retro uh, retro build. Uh I wish. <laughs> Move moving on. Um Okay. So this is my last uh no, no this is not my last one. Um so this is still it, we're still in night 6 <laughs> in this one. Sometimes I would run into a normal dream only to have it immediately turn into a nightmare that corrupted its elements into twisted, gnarled horrors. Other times, I would revisit memories, and those would fall victim into the shadows as well. It felt like the entity was spreading infection across my mind, one piece at a time. At a birthday party, all the kids were swallowed by darkness, and the restaurant was set ablaze. During a family game night, the the playing pieces were turned into shrapnel and eviscerated my parents. You know, even though this is all a dream setup, like this is all just like a dream kind of thing, I do like the meta of this story of a video game character uh, the player has tormented with all the different ways you can hurt and kill that that character in the game. Um, and then having that game character getting revenge on that player. Like, it's it's kind of like karma for being a sadistic player in a video game. And like tormenting the character you're controlling in a game, 
um, simply because it's a, it's just a couple of it's a bunch of ones and zeros and pixels. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I also remembered, oh god, this also kind of reminds me of that "Are You Afraid of the Dark" episode called "The Tale of the Renegade Virus." <laughs> Does Mikey remember, remember that? that one. Does Mikey remember that one? <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> <laughs> what is anyone there? Not ringing a bell. Okay, well, it, it's similar kind of thing. Like the, the, he's trying out this new game that his one of his his tech teachers at high school has made <laughs> and prototyped, um, and it's like a VR system and. One of his friends, who's who's like jealous that he has a girlfriend and he doesn't, puts a virus in the game, and it, it infects him directly in the in the in his in his mind. So he starts like dreaming this virus as it's trying to like basically take over his body and corrupt him. So, just again, it brought up that that again something else it kind of reminded me of like nothing nothing's quite in a vacuum. Maybe that maybe there was some like some shred of inspiration from from various things when the story was getting written. Or maybe it's just a happy coincidence. Who knows? Uh, and uh, move on to night 50. Where to start? It's been six weeks. I don't want to make light of what happened. Yet it feels disrespectful enough adding to this journal. So I might as well get out what's on my mind. If he saw the creature again, I don't think he won. So I read that without a Russian accent because I didn't realize it was... Boris talking until a little bit later we get some context clues that it's Boris that's been yeah. typing. I, I actually thought it might have been Tyler initially because Tyler was the one that sent him up to uh, like what told him about Boris and, and his and his video game and stuff and nothing weird happened to him and then when when uh, Hero goes up to uh, see Boris that's when, when Hero gets hurt and harmed. So Was Tyler there with Hero when he went up there? Or did he no, go by Ty- himself? Tyler uh, Tyler went up himself uh, and talked and hung out with with Boris for a little bit, and then he sent an email to to our hero, um, who who then went up by himself without Tyler. So they okay, both went I was up to say because yeah. like Tyler doesn't really show up and do anything because he's yeah. not there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like because it, it's referenced early, like he was there, but like because he was he was in the same room that Tyler had been in, and Boris had been a courteous enough guest to actually like clean up after Tyler. So. Um, but yeah, it was just like I I kind of wish we had gotten a little been a little bit clearer, a little bit more upfront that Boris was now typing the story and continuing this 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 uh these entries. Um, it it does bring it up a little bit earlier or like a little bit later, but I mean I I don't know, just like nitpick maybe. I just feel it maybe should have been brought up as like so this is Boris now, <laughs> this is Boris now. Uh, where to start? <laughs> it's been six weeks. That, 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 that keeps going. Yeah, I'm um, with you there. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say positively about the formatting of this this entire story, the night segments are adequately labeled. So, like, you know when it's a new night. Um, like, yeah, on the... it doesn't often talk about the days in between them. So, if they weren't sectioned out like that, you would just think it's one long ass night. Exactly. So, uh, and then my last comment for night 50 <laughs> um i think what i i think what i got confused with like 55 and 50 was that like because the uh goodwill to men was was made in 1955 so anyway yeah my last thing here um though i never experienced the things he had i started to really believe him that morning just by seeing him in that state and i couldn't use his fever to explain it all the way 
Um, yes, you could. Totally. Like, <laughs> everything. <laughs> you should have brought him to a doctor. I mean, he said that he should have, yeah. He should have, but like he started, but like he he confesses here though at like at the last bit, like that he started believing what he was saying, and and he couldn't he couldn't use the the fever as a as a, to explain all the all that had happened. It was like mm, no, you totally could have. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't see any of the weird shit that's happening. Exactly, and it's just a weird a weird rush again. Like the the Soviet Russian game is is odd, but again, like he's not experiencing any of the stuff that that uh that our hero is starting is experiencing from it because um, he's russian because he's 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 a healthy <laughs> russian <laughs> versus a weak a weak ill inf- infirmed american mm-hmm. american dog from florida <laughs> um but yeah it's just like yeah no i by the end of the story like i i liked it but it's all mundane <laughs> to me <laughs> Like almost everything here was. Ex- I mean, it makes a great psychological horror, but I I can't, in good conscience, consider this a techno a, like a tech horror, in in uh, in the way that like it's it's some supernatural creature that's like a, like a a, a, de- a ghost in the machine sort of thing. Like it's it's they're, they 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 hammer down too much about the fever for me to like think anything else. But before I go too further into my final thoughts. That that's the end of my actual thoughts on the story. Is just yeah, no, it was a fe- it was a bit really bad fever trip for uh, for poor uh, for poor hero. It was it was still comatose after six weeks. Jesus. Um, but uh, Mikey, these stands for evil. I give you the floor. All right. Uh, do my first actual thought here is that I had to look up Legomorph. Really? I did yeah. too. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, what is it for the for the rest for the audience? What is it? What is it? Basically, just a rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Or it's like if you made a transformer of Legos. No, that's Lego morph, like L E G O. Lego Lego that morphs. It, it's Lego morph. L A G O. Or if you make like a Power Rangers morpher device out of Lego, you'd be like Lego morph time. Sure. <laughs> cool. All right. Anyway, continuing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sort of have uh, night one and stuff in my notes, but at some it point it, it it falls apart, and some stuff might not actually be under the right heading. So we'll, we'll okay. see. Yeah. All right. All right. So when they introduced the VCR, I was totally hoping that this was going to be like Adventures in Dinosaur City. Right, right. Oh, you, dude, you, you've you. I've shown you uh, Adventures in Dinosaur City. I have that VHS. We've watched it on the plasma TV. <laughs> Adventures. <laughs> it's. It was like. A, okay, I'll save you the time. It was a knockoff like movie that was made during the height of like the live action TMNT movies. It's about a a, a group of kids who love dinosaur stuff. And they have this like TV show they love. Yes. It's like the Flintstones with like, but instead of like they've it's reversed Flintstones where like the dinosaurs are all anthropomorphic and awesome, and the the, the cavemen like are hoodie. all minions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're wearing hoodies. Yeah. And, stuff. and then and it just so happens that one of the kids like parents are like quantum mechanics scientists who have created like a port like a teleporter um, machine in their in their garage, and so 
the, when when they go off to a science fair to like show or like a science convention to uh, to show their findings and stuff uh, to the the greater community, um, the kids go down to the uh, the garage because that's where the big like the big screen TV is to watch the newest episode of their Dinosaur City show. And what they inadvertently turn on the the, the teleporter and create a portal to the video to the video uh, to the video world. Yeah. Um, and it it becomes suddenly the cartoon becomes a live action dinosaur adventure with the kids kind of like lost in that world. Um, yeah, and, and it goes it, it's surprisingly like in depth because like the, the care the kids have a like uh, a question like like a conversation about like well if this port if this machine works then we could go to any kind of like fictional universe like is there like a whole multiverse of like fictional universes out there because of all the things that that humans have created like dune yeah. like the, the 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 sands of of arrakis in dune or like and it goes on like to some other like place uh, like like lord of the rings like the the the, the worlds of middle earth like and like that's in the middle of the movie it's like about this like and he's talking to a giant like dinosaur man like a t-rex man with a hoodie on <laughs> about like this kind of like existential like quandary <laughs> they made a freaking super nintendo game on it did they yeah uh, i only, I only knew about the, the cover yeah. art for it from like my old game pro games and shit but Damn. i never knew it was connected to that i, I only knew in the chat man here. yeah please Excuse i only knew everyone. the uh the v the vcr or the vhs uh movie oh my god yeah, it's just called Dino City. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't think it was the same because it's not called Adventures in Dino City. It's it, just Dino it, City. The artwork is almost like is practically by the same artist because like in the 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 VC the VHS I have, it's the kid like jumping up uh, with this on a skateboard and like high fiving the same T Rex in a in a in a in a ja- in a in a leather jacket. Yeah. While his while his buddy a Triceratops man like is listening to some hot tunes on a on a Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was a yeah! Wow, thank you, Mikey, for bringing that nostalgia back up. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, my next uh, actual thought uh, is when they're talking about the the VCR machine and uh, what it can do and stuff. And, and the first thing that uh, they say, or the board says, is that I can switch it between the two televisions. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> that's its special move. <laughs> we call it we call it a two-way splitter. <laughs> yeah. And what got me later, because the, and this happens in um in night two, is that it took a few minutes for Boris to switch the wires around to the other American TV to set up a compatible camcorder. Right, so it doesn't actually no, have like an auto split. switcher or nothing. No, he has to go <laughs> yeah. in and change. He has to go in and change it like manually. He doesn't have it. That's kind of weird that like, that Boris would not have found like some kind of like splitter. You just have to like hit a switch to uh, split between the. Uh, the like Boris is a lion sack of shit. Wow. Maybe he's the villain all along. <laughs> no, I refuse. How dare you? <laughs> That's it. I'm coming to your house tonight and fighting you. <laughs> oh, are you? Over Boris. Yeah. How dare you besmirch that man's uh, name? His I'll fake name. His fake name. His fake fictional name. Yeah, it's a cover name. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I found a couple screenshots for Dino City. It looks like you play as the dinosaur and your little human child is like in a backpack as you run around. 
So it's Mar. So it's uh, it's that Yoshi's Island Mario game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome! I kind of want to play this. Yeah. Super Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> Audience at home, look up Dino Dino City on the Super Nintendo to know what we're talking about. Yes. But we should we should give the the floor back to Mikey. He's he's just been <laughs> falling for fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh. The next quote here uh, is about the uh, VHS tape. It weighed about three pounds, a little heavier than a modern hard drive. Um, 2014. Yeah, 2014. 2014, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But a modern hard drive, even from 2014, weighs between 0.3 pounds and 1.6 pounds. Damn. And the quote is, it's heavier than it, right? A little heavier, but it's like double, <laughs> at least. A little heavier. <laughs> Exaggerating. Yeah, exactly. Let the man exaggerate a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight both of you guys. No. <laughs> I was on your side, asshole. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. Like, I mean, like, I'll fight you for the Bor- for Bersmertic Boris, and I'll fight Mikey for uh, for not letting oh, okay. him. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my next actual thought here is night two. We had lunch out every day around town at his favorite restaurant. God damn it. Uh, what? It's the nighttime that you're having lunch every day? <laughs> so it does explain that like they, they most of their activities involving the game were during the night because that's what Bor- when Boris like was most like w- when he was most active. So I, I do understand where you're coming from, but it does explain like the, they're using the night ver like the nights as the like when like they do stuff, and then they're just explaining what they did before that they they actually did stuff. Yeah, well, honestly, you could just change it to from night to day because day is the entire day, whereas night is only night. Okay, sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, that was easy. Yeah, no, I honestly, I honestly can't really fight you on that too much because it's like, yeah, I mean, you're kind of right, but damn it. <laughs> All right, and then to do, do, do all the way to night six. Wow. Okay. Um. And whatever Fun Buns game did to the wiring emptied the generator. Uh, it was on for 16 hours. <laughs> like, it's not that hard. Yeah, <laughs> it just drained not, it. But, yeah. yeah, it just drained it. It didn't actually do anything to the wiring at that point. Yeah, it was just, it was... you just left it on like a dipshit. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, he he sort of got he he got a little he again. Bear in mind, Hero is is typing this in sort of a fever dream like stupor. So like he's he's a he's I'm not saying he's allowed some some uh, exaggerations as a result, but I mean he's kind of allowed. <laughs> it, it makes sense anyway. Uh, so uh, my my next actual thought here. Mm-hmm. There was no explanation as to why the game was running, 
Or how the switch I knew I flipped on my way out, well, unflipped. But then we also have, whenever a blizzard rolled in, he would turn on the garage's space heaters to keep his lab and all its valuable electronics from freezing, which could degrade certain equipment. Could they not be the same switch? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, um... I know Boris also mentions this later about like how uh, the uh, the power to uh, to his room like he had he flipped the breaker on that and it broke uh, flipped back. <laughs> I don't know if this is like a common occurrence, but I I have I have um, had experiences where like a breaker switch does flip on its own by for some reason. Well, usually it flips off. Yeah, but not back on. I thought I, I'm. Pre- I think I've. I think I've had it. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to like maybe talk to my my dad because he's my dad. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, you had that going there. Because yeah. like he's he is an electrician, so he might he might have like I'll, I'll have to like confirm with him. But like I thought we've had a couple of times where like our breaker has has flipped on when it when because of like a power surge. Well, normally they flip off. Okay. As a. If there's a power surge, they flip off so that they save things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it shouldn't be flipping on. If it's flipping on, you've got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Installed it backwards. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Do, 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 do. Uh, so my next actual thought: uh, night fifty. It's a compact, high-speed, polyphasic alternator attached to an amplifier capable of generating a weak radio signal. If that sounds like Technobabble to you, then good. Uh, yep, that is Technobabble. It makes completely no sense. It's oh, like really? it's like reversing the polarity of the neutron flow. Yeah, yeah, I was... It was definitely Technobabble. Like, I, I was reading this like, <laughs> yeah. yep, that's, that's a lot of Technobabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, like intentional. Yeah. 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 Sure. It, it is. Like, but yeah, because yeah, he even like yeah, he does actually. I do give the story some credit. He does actually. He does go on to say it's like if that sounds like protecting about that's that's a good thing because I'm not telling you the actual specifics, so you can go and find it and make your own mm-hmm. machine. So like, it makes sense. Sassy bastard. Why did he just say that from the get go? <laughs> uh, because he's awesome. How dare you again besmirch Boris's name? Boris is a dick. <laughs> I, I will fight you, sir. <laughs> he is not invincible. I mean, not reference. with that attitude. <laughs> Golden eye reference because yeah, I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm invincible. Yeah. He's frozen to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was so. That was such a good death. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, my my next actual thought here is just a, a general one. So the technology seems too advanced for how old it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially the voice recognition um, from a Russian game that can speak perfect English. <laughs> perfect broken English. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, this is this is sort of like the the science fiction aspect of this this yeah. game of this this story is that it's like some well, kind of weird advanced ma- analog tech. <laughs> so we're in the same world as 
the Kitty Land robot thing and the laser tag laser guns that actually kill people. Yeah, yeah, like, we're, yeah. We're, that's it's, also stuff that is that, out of its era. Yeah, it, it's basically it's also the same thing as like yeah, like they even say in the story that like there may be a connection of like the company who made the laser tag um, uh, machines are the same that made this game. So like, mm-hmm. there's definitely like it's definitely some weird science which. I, I think it is definitely like yeah it's it's sort of uncanny but it's also like it's not it's 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 your 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 suspension of disbelief can be moved a little bit because it's or can be nudged a little bit because it's weird science so yeah a little bit yeah but when you compare it to voice recognition um more modern um like how many times did gamer have to tell his Xbox One to stop listening to him because he said something with an X in it. Yes. However, this doesn't <laughs> use voice recognition, as far as I know. But I'm pretty sure you hook it, up the camera, and the camera looks at your face and reads your face, and like the way that your mouth moves to do the. Um, to translate what that means. I don't think it actually uses the, the microphone. Because otherwise, it, you could point it in any direction you want. Yeah. I, I thought there was like, there's it's, it's picking, it's not actually picking up, uh, I think it's it's speculated in the story that it's not actually picking up, like, it's not actually registering the whole, like, face and stuff of like that. It's, it's seeing patterns in the in the face expression and also, like, keywords need to be in a sequence. So it's yeah, but a little bit... Yeah, but said that the keywords are being said to it, but it gets the keywords just based on how the face moves, not specifically on the auditory. Oh, so you're, audio you're saying that it's in. like, that's it's almost reading. like it's, it's lip reading. Yeah. Which that's is how I viewed it. I might be wrong. Even harder than voice recognition. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yes, thought, I just it is yeah. 100%, but I'm just saying, I believe <laughs> that's the way I saw it. I, I didn't see it that way. I didn't, I didn't clue into that. <laughs> I just thought it was mm. like, it, it needed the, video component because the video camera also had audio component to it so like that's like how it was getting the audio for it um and also because like again because this, there's some kind of weird sciencey bit to it where like the rabbit can actually use the, like the camera as its eyes into the real world um but like yes. on a on a more on a more basic level it's basically like it, it does mention that it's it's picking up words in a sequence that you say in a sentence so like it's it's a little bit lower tech than than you than you initially think because when you realize it's just looking for a certain certain kinds of words that it has in its data bank yeah oh the whole thing with the camera yeah the way i saw it is like if it's only needing the audio then you just hook up a microphone that's true yeah but it's all the compatibility thing so it might only be able to use a video camera yeah because of the technology (laughs) <laughs> why would it be wired to use cameras if it doesn't use the camera and only uses the mic? Because it's, my point. it's Russian and it's recording you while you play. Yeah. It's also, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't say that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> I'll believe what I want to believe. You believe what you want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, let's move on. Okay. All right. Yeah, so when I was trying to visualize 
the game. And the great detail that we see from a pixel game. Um, basically, um, I had to visualize 90s graphics and 90s pixel gore. So I went with uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same. Because because that's like the best example from 1993. So. Yep. Uh, I saw it like an NES game personally, like a, a standard ass platformer. Mm-hmm. Just with little red pixels spouting, spreading everywhere. Pretty much, yeah. But maybe like a little bit. Well, what's I didn't think of a specific game to compare it to. It looks like uh, Dino City. That's I was actually, you know, I was literally like, because I'm, I'm staring at the, the screenshots that you posted in, in our Discord. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly what I'm seeing as the graphics. Yeah, Dino City. There you yeah. go. We're just Super Nintendo, but whatever. That's the range I gave it. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's super high detail. It is. Yeah, those, clouds. those obsidian shards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Um, and then my my next uh, note, which is sort of a, a side note, happy ending, and then multiple bad yes. endings. Um, I've okay. actually researched some things, um, and at pretty well every instance. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because at some points it's sort of comical, like what the uh, character in the stories feels like oh it's kind of funny seeing the rabbit die so many times um yeah it's, so it's you're kind of to do the exact same thing that hero did to cause the wrath of of the bunny yeah like, so you're gonna get the wrath trying of... to kill him every possible way so, you, so you're gonna get the wrath of those of those uh androids in detroit become human yeah. in your dreams congrats <laughs> mikey <laughs> but yeah it's it's the same kind of thing that like people do with uh the um like I've seen like like videos on YouTube of like the montages of deaths from uh, Telltale games, um, because mm-hmm. Telltale games are all about like making the right choice or the wrong choice or the funny choice. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of like I, the Jurassic Park game specifically. Like I've seen like ones where like it's like what happens if you don't uh, hit go right or then left? Then you get eat you get your head bitten by a by a T Rex or you fall through a um between two uh, storage containers. As they are like coming at each other, and your head is the only thing it gets. Your head like gets stuck as it's as it uh as they as they get closer to each other, and you just your head gets squished as you dangle there. Is there blood in that game? Uh, there's no actual blood, but it's just like the characters just like get eaten like and like maimed yeah. in horrible ways. The game that was coming to mind for me was uh, um, what the fuck is it called? Oh my god, I just had it in my head. Um. Dragon's Lair. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple ways to die. One way to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they film like hours worth of footage of Dirk the Daring dying, yeah. and then a little bit of footage of him succeeding. <laughs> yeah, they animated like hours of content. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, that's very much in the same vein, like that that attitude of like, oh, let's see how, <laughs> let's see how this character dies, or it's like. Super Meat Boy, where at the end of every of a level, you you get to see all the different ways your character died in as like multiple versions of your character like uh, attempt to go through the 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 the, 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 uh, the the level, 
and you see yeah. them all die in different in uh, at different points until like the one one the one that you survived or the one that you 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 got to the very end survives and like it's like it gets starts off with a ton of super meat boys and then by the end it, it like peters out to one survivor that was like that game's whole thing wasn't it yeah that was its whole <laughs> like just shtick. a replay feature basically yeah. yeah its whole shtick was it had very hard levels and it showed you all the ways you died at the very mm-hmm. end of the, once you actually beat the level it showed you all the ways your character died and made it to the game or made it to the end anyway uh, that's the end of my actual thoughts okay gamer okay scroll up this huge ass list okay oh god <laughs> it's fine so um yeah the first quote i have is i had long given up on finding anything else about kitty land or the machine that implanted it into my head so i don't fully recall the outcome of kitty land like yeah there was a machine at the end but um it was something that created false memories for all of them is that what yeah, it is it, it seems that yeah like for, um we we sort of like in our discussion i remember us talking about like it like creating like a rift in, into an alternate reality but it seems like in the story it was actually like that he was seeing like visions like memories and stuff like that that were like transplaced on his own vision so he was like basically and by the end like he he woke up from like a coma or from like a like a weeks long coma to find that um everything he had experienced in the last couple of weeks didn't actually happen the way he thought it did. Like he didn't, he never went out to Kitty, the, the Kitty land site with anybody, but Tyler. Um, like, so he never it's met weird. Cause Tyler was the last person he met. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, he never met Jake or, or, or um, I think the, their names were Jake and they're at the beginning of the story. Uh, Cause they're, they're mentioned it. Jack um, and Kate maybe. Yeah. Jack and Kate. Um, like they never, he never actually met them in his investigation initially into Kitty Land. It wasn't until after the events of the Kitty Land story that he went and, and met them again and had, had been talking to them about like this weird thing because they do remember some things, but they don't remember ever knowing him or ever like joining him in this investigation until he contacted them. Yeah. So. So, did we ever figure out why it put like messages basically in his head of those other people? We still don't know. Um, like I, oh, okay. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of of the opinion that it was like an alternate reality machine rather than a than a false memory machine. Like he basically just got like, tr- um, like phased into it into a new reality where he never had met Jack, uh, Jack and Kate. Yeah, but it really yeah. did seem that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but I'll digress. Mm-hmm. You shall. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is kind of. Um... But honestly, this next quote is basically the same thing. Him saying, life has returned to dull, dull normalcy. I kept up light contact with Jack and Kate, both of whom I hadn't met yet for real in person. Um, yeah, I, again, I have wishy-washy memories of the previous one. Um, <laughs> much like the characters in this Yeah, story. pretty much. <laughs> I thought they were with him until he hit the device, but they were... Um, like it's up in the air if Jack and Kate were ever really there and all that shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So yeah, those two kind of blend into one. Regardless. Uh the next quote is um but he has intact merch. And it's not the killer laser guns, but it might be the next best thing. A video game. For me, it's like, ah shit, here we go again. As I'm walking yeah. down an alleyway with in a white beater. <laughs> Uh, Thank you for that <laughs> for that meme. I love that meme so much. Here we go. Oh shit! Here we go again. Yeah. 
Yeah. And for for anybody who's not doesn't know what that is, it's a San Andreas like GIF. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Yes. Of uh, of the character like walking down a an alley, just saying, "Oh shit, here we go again." And it's mm. it become a came, came a meme in like 2019 or so. Um, of people just like like whenever something like happens, like like it's, you get pulled back into something. It's like, "Oh shit, here we go again." <laughs> yes. Yeah, my quote there is just, or my note there rather is just, let's see how Cold Relics deals with the video game creepypasta, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's that's actually very adequate. Like, like this is basically their their take on a video game creepypasta. Mm-hmm. And my next one. And, yeah, so and, and it's and I was just saying, and it's aware that it's doing that. That's that's yeah. one of the parts of the aspects I kind of like about it, is that it's also aware of that in fact. So it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So next quote. Also, I just took another round of pills. I'm hopped up on medicine just to ward off the headaches and stay awake. So if I sound a little delusional or start rambling, beware that I am currently on the ass end of a very nasty fever. Probably best to get that out there right away. If I mention my condition after the tale, I'll just wipe any assurance from that any of this is true, won't I? So the last time I brought up a video game creepypasta, it was last week with Revelry. And I said how them being on a drug high through the whole thing is kind of like a video game creepypasta where all the horror is in the game, not in real life. And um, this one is like leading with it mentioning a game and then immediately saying after that that he's popping pills for headaches and fevers. So again, for all I know, all the weird shit that follows in this is in his imagination due to the sickness of pills. Yeah, it's it's really hammered home that angle of this story. Like, I feel like it's almost too much. Like, it's, it's, the fever is brought up way too much to like for it to really be anything other than just you, you had a really messed up fever trip. <laughs> Pretty much. And I wrote here, I hope that him having a fever and him being on some pills has some purpose because as it is, it's just a pathway to break the creep. And it, yeah, it didn't really go anywhere with it, honestly. Yeah. I mean, to a degree, like, I, again, like you, you don't like you. You don't find it creepy from, or you're saying like you don't find it creepy when, like, dream aspects happen and stuff of like that. But I mean, like, the amount of work this person put into like describing the terror of the dream and stuff of like that, I, I think, is also like it, it falls into a psychological horror at that point because you're, you're he's trapped within his own dreams. It's not that it's not creepy. It's that it's um, <sighs> yeah, it like yes, it, pardon, it loses its edge. A little bit, I guess, but it's creepy, but it's in something that you only see in your own head, so um, yeah. like no one can really believe you 100%. Like, at least it's actually affecting him here, and he can't mm-hmm. just shut it off, like what several Pokemon creepypastas do. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And also, to the story's credit, he does also say, it's like, he actually comments about that. It's like, I know some of you, like, it's like you're, you're reading the story, and it's it's hard to, for you to, like, get like really like creeped out or immersed by like what's going on and so that but like when you're there when you're experiencing this it's a whole different thing and it's hard to explain like yes. he does actually kind of it, you you could call it an excuse but it's also kind of like it's it it's true like it, it is harder it's hard much harder for us because we're separated as a reader from the from the events that are happening to like what the character is experiencing um mm-hmm. yeah and this next line that he says himself 
I know that reality <laughs> and the world of dreams could blend together during a bad fever, but that doesn't stop things from getting worse. But that's my whole point exactly. It's all blending together. So what's real? What's real right now, and what isn't? You know? Yeah. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's open to interpretation. They took a couple of things that take me out of stories in regards to either it being a um, a non-video game story or a video game story. Like the video game story, it's like okay, well, it's a video game, so they're not gonna. It, it's usually just in the game, and it doesn't actually affect them. This it this is technically just quote unquote in the game because it's just in his head, but it does affect him. But all that is kind of overlaid with this um, this cover of sickness, where it could just be all that and not even yeah. the game at all. Yeah, the, there's this uh, under there's this like kind of overarching uh, mundane rationale that is sort of carpeting the the story, uh, and it's mm-hmm. like and like whether because again it, and it does it does kind of lend itself to be like open to interpretation. Like, is it supernatural or was it all in his head? even though it sort of hammers in that it's really all in his head because of the fever. Because have we talked about how much he has, he's had a fever this entire story? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, my next quote is on the mention of the Legomorph, where he just says that damned rodent, Legomorph, whatever, in between two different uh, paragraphs, one talking about what he brought with him over to Boris's, and the next one saying that Boris is a pretty cool guy. That mention <laughs> of the Legomorph out of nowhere is just like, Why? I understand that he's writing this. Well, actually, is he writing this? He's writing this on night. He, yeah, he's actually been. Uh, f- there are context clues in throughout the story that he's been. He's, he started typing this on night six. Okay. So then he's Through just six, randomly yeah. getting anger showing up out of nowhere. It, it does pop up. Uh, yeah. It's, it honestly, it shows um, th- there, especially like n- near the end as well. Like he starts like kind of rambling and then he kind of tries to get pulled back onto the course. It just shows like his, his, uh, his mental stability, like his mental degrade- degrading. Like, I feel he, a Lego morph though. <laughs> it is a weird, like, yeah, it is a weird, um, uh, a weird take. Like, cause I, I mean, I, it's the Latin word for, for, for rabbit, but like, why? <laughs> like, yeah, why don't just say, say rabbit? He's been that, calling that, him a rabbit the whole time. Maybe like, like, I think, Thanks I think for letting us learn words, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think, I think maybe it's a, it's, it's one of those things where like the author like may have forced that, like, like, he doesn't want to say rabbit because it, it like he wants to like leave that for later. Like when he when you learn about more about the about the the character and stuff of that well, that hey, he's gonna confront. I hate to burst your bubble, but yeah. you want to look at the title of the story. Yeah, you know exactly right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you might as well just say it's like that damn rodent, fucking rabbit. God, yeah. uh, Mister Bun Bun or Mister Fun Bun. He couldn't say like like that damn bu- that that damn rabbit. Bunny, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yep. It anyway, is. Moving on. I had to look up sardonic. Is that? Oh, really? I've not heard sardonic before, which means grimly mocking or cynical. Apparently. Yep. And the uh, example I have is: uh, I did not attend the funeral, but I sent a, sent a letter saying that I approved of it. Yep. Which is a quote from Mark Twain, apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds about right. Okay. Mark Twain was a was a weird guy. Fair enough. Then we move on to night one, specifically 
<laughs> we surprised I said so much before night one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm just like I'm looking at our timer. It's like we're almost at the three hour mark here. <laughs> All right, I'll hurry up. So we move on to night one, chapter mark. The chapter mark showing up at least. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, has this become Five Nights with Boris or something? Oh my God. <laughs> God damn it. Yes. There were six nights, I believe. And then something happened on the seventh night that we'll never see. Yeah. And Boris will never tell us because he's the villain. Well, no, he can't because, like, it happened. Like, because uh, we went, uh, we never, because in night seven, um, poor, poor hero never woke up. So yeah, he because he did something. Yeah. Actually, while we're on this, I didn't have a note on this, but while we're here, um, mm-hmm. how come Boris doesn't know shit about Night 7? No, okay, so it's not that he doesn't know shit. It, the thing is, like, so at the end of Night 6, um, uh, what's his name? Hero, wow. <laughs> Hero was planning on, um, was going back into the dream because he'd planned to, like, basically take, a, like, try and, like, lead uh, lead um, uh, Fun Bun to the Kitty Land memories because there because he he hinted that there was he knew that there was something to do with that memory specifically that connected with with uh, with Mister Fun Bun. But then yes, but he's the, doing the, all this stuff in the house that Boris is in. So no, wouldn't he know like what he's planning? No, he didn't. He didn't let Boris in on it. He he just went to sleep like and it and but then never woke up. So he wasn't able to report what he did in the dream. All all Boris knows is on the outside of this thing like. He he never he never woke up. His his fever got even worse. He went to seizures. He had to get, they had to get paramedics to bring him out, like to bring him to a hospital. And he's been in a coma for six weeks since then. So Boris just like never. Did, Boris was on the outside of this. Like he's basically like this was all internalized from from uh, from Hero's point of view up until n- night fifty, where we're now getting Boris is like I like night seven was was bad. Like he he never woke up. The fever got worse. Like all that kind of stuff. Well, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Um, night six is when he went into his dream and he made him a little little boy again. He chased him around and then they found Kitty Land and then he woke up eventually, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. So he woke up um, and then he had, I'm assuming, a seventh day to plan what he's going to do. So I what guess he never happened told on the seventh day. Like, did he just well, stay in his room the whole time and not in, talk to Boris? Well, he's been writing this story. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So ha- that's when he typed all this stuff up. Was after that dream. Exactly. Yeah. And okay. then in night seven, like I'm looking at like night fifty, like the the blurbs and stuff that, like I feel guilty. Uh, but we missed something. It was obvious. Uh, so night seven, there wasn't really a night seven. He didn't wake up after finishing the previous entry. I should have braved the snow and gotten him to a hospital after that morning. But he, we, but we waited. And now he's in a coma. So, so basically, he, he got, uh, his fever got worse during, during the night seven. And like after, he, after he'd finished like writing down his, his notes for um, night six. And then when he went, when he fell asleep, he, uh, he went into a coma. He slipped into a coma. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So hence, yeah. Like, so it does, it does kind of tell, give you again, it's because like Boris was on the outside of this and what there, there was like, they do kind of explain what he was doing, but um, he was sort of on the outside of all what was going on with, with hero. I guess for some reason, by this point, I was thinking this as a um, narrator was just narrating what was going on. Yeah. 
That's why I was like, well, what happened on the last day? The last day was him typing all this shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So um, my next note is kind of just basically learning about the the game system in the game. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about um, all this heavy duty incendiary VHS cartridge stuff that he, and all that. Yeah. Um, and then, like, at the, but at this point, it's just, hey, that, is that a VHS? Is that a VCR? And I'm thinking, like, I thought he came here to see something about a video game. But this VHS is called Rapid, though, so this has to be the reason, right? I'm putting this down in the moment, obviously. Yeah. Because um, I was confused why it was a, a VHS and all that. And then, um, but in the next line, it says that Boris lit a cigarette and brought the game to the table. So, which made me connect. Okay, so the three-pound VHS is the game cart. Okay, so I guess it's like a, a beefed-up Commodore sixty-four then, basically. Yeah, I believe. I never Google this, but I thought I had enough uh, video game knowledge to know. I believe the Commodore sixty-four basically used like um, Walkman-style cassette tapes. Really. I'm pretty sure it's the Commodore. I might be thinking of the Intellivision. I might I, be th- I think it's not it the Commodore. The Commodore is basically a PC. Yeah. Uh, shit, what one am I thinking? I of can now? see the Intellivision doing it. Oh yeah, it is Intellivision. I see a picture here that has like a keyboard and everything, and there's just like a cassette tape there. Damn. Yeah, there are some ancient consoles that use a cassette tape somehow. Well, I mean, that makes sense because, I mean, if you look at, like, old, like, the old, old computers, like, the supercomputers that the military used, they were just rooms full of, like, of, of, uh, of machines with, te- with, 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 with celluloid or with, uh, with, with tapes, like, running. Mm-hmm. Like, spools of tapes and stuff running. So, and those were, like, old computer systems. Um, so, like, it, it kind of makes sense that, like, a very early video game might use a cassette system. So. Yep. And 100%, it was the Commodore. Okay, oh. good. Neat. That is. I think we have played a uh, VHS game. Okay, uh, there's a we... difference. God damn it! God damn it! We're talking about I mean, there's also the ra- uh, there's also Rap Rat uh, D- uh, VHS that I I've been hunting down on eBay. <laughs> uh-huh. We don't talk about that though. <laughs> soon, soon. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, like honestly, like yeah, VHSs have been used before for like interactive parts of like board games. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a whole there's a whole genre in the 80s and 90s for that, or probably more the 90s. I don't think they're really for the 80s. But uh, yeah, the 90s used VHS all the time for for things like that. Like, I have I I don't have it anymore, but I used to have the uh, I I remember our gargoyles, um, the, the the motion picture movie, like the the one that started before the right before the the TV series came out, mm-hmm. um. It came with a double double cassette pack because one of the cassettes was the um, was the movie itself, and the other pa- the other cassette was for the board game that came with the with the uh, the with the uh, the whole thing, and there was like a gargoyles board game with a video cassette nice. uh, attachment. Yeah, those video cassette board games are the best. <laughs> yeah, they, they're really just they're they're a novelty, but they're fun too. It's like it's yeah, like the um, you've been sentenced to the black hole. Black hole. <laughs> yes. I remember uh, where that one was from. That's uh, I I think I saw that on a Spoonie experiment uh, yeah. review of it. <laughs> I remember that from back in the day. Yeah. Wow. All right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so continuing <laughs> with this. Yeah. So I assumed it's like a beefed up Commodore sixty four, just like with this huge VHS thing that you plug in there, which is yeah. kind of neat. 
Uh, then it mentions the uh, specific brand of Russian camera that has to be hacked to work with it, which made me think, okay, well, so this is a beefed up Commodore 64 with a VHS style attachment. So you can play the, the VHS style um, carts in it, but also with like a working Xbox connect. Right. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a connect before the connect. Yeah. It's like a, in Soviet Russia, we came up with the connect first. <laughs> Just yes. walked away. <laughs> It's called the join. <laughs> yeah. No, it's called the union. Yeah, there you go. That's cool. Because, you know, Soviet Union, connect. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's you, that. you didn't get that. Oh. That's very sweet. That, that, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, the, the Xbox, uh, the Xbox, uh, Xbox Union is the Soviet knockoff for the connect. Oh, God damn it. I'm, I'm proud of myself for that one. That was a good one. I'll give you that. That was very good. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Wait, moving on. So uh, we're looking at the video game and Fun Buns walking through an overgrown, people-less city. Uh, didn't you and I just have a conversation about how in Warframe we assumed that the rest of the Earth is abandoned and overgrown by nature? We did, in fact, have that conversation. <laughs> <Like> yesterday? <laughs> yeah, and it was about a creepypasta thing, too, I think. Like I don't remember the... Yeah, we were talking about Icker Falls. There's something about Icker Falls... And like the earth and oh. the earth being overrun by wilderness in in that wasn't Warframe. triggered by this, was it? I don't think so. I think yeah. what the hell? I, 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 it might have been when I was editing one of the earlier episodes, uh, but I can't remember which one it was. Oh no, it was Rusulka. Yeah, okay, so it was the Rusulka episode for Icker Falls, uh, and you you mentioned that like apparently there's a Urelli, uh, like uh, yes. Rusulka skin for the Urelli Warframe, and. I and we have, we kind of like had a conversation about like how uh, like the Ikerfall story of of uh, of Rusulka is just in Warframe on like where where Ikerfalls would where, where North America would exist because you never see North America on the planet um, on the planet view of uh, of Warframe so you don't know what we don't know what's there so it might yes. just be like a reclaimed like by nature sort of location. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah, it, yeah. We absolutely did just have a conversation about like a post-human <laughs> existence world in a video game. It's crazy how many things are like coming together with this. Like we just talked about that, and then last week I just talked about like the, the drug-fueled haze. Like, yeah, not making it actually something that's happening. Yeah, and then the uh, the our bunnies and burrows uh, games that were very similar yep. to the uh, the same like se- the, the setup of this. Uh, uh, of the of this game, pretty much, yeah. Then my next note is just on that piece of on Earth cartoon, which was actually pretty sweet. I'm glad we all did. We all sit down and watch it after the story. <laughs> I know. Yep. I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. I, I felt like it's like it's like I was last night. I was like I was like you know I could wa- I, maybe I should watch this. It's like no, if I don't watch this, I'm going to regret it. And I'm glad it's I watched only two it. minutes. Anyways, nine minutes actually. <laughs> oh, I only watched a two minute video. <laughs> I, I mean, the, it's the helmet it, houses, though. That was adorable. That was it. Was yeah. Honestly, the yeah nine minutes. It's it's like basically just an old squirrel tells his grandkids about how men, what men, uh, what men did, and they just like to fight all the time until they fought to the last person, and now there's no more men around. Yeah. And then all the woodland critters went to one of the devastated um, like ruins, which was a church, and there was a Bible open le- uh, that was left there. And, and the owl read, and the owl and read like some of the rules, like, hey, these are some really good rules. It's too bad those men didn't listen to these rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, love thy neighbor. Like you, yeah, shall, thou shall not kill. Love thy neighbor. And um, 
yeah, all that kind of, like all that good stuff and whatnot. And then the animals decide to like pick up that and start their own civilization <laughs> mm-hmm. out of the ruins of our own, of our own desolated world. So, yeah, no, it's it's it. I I can under, again I, after watching, it, I was like, yeah, I can understand why this made why this got a, uh, a Nobel Peace Prize because mm-hmm. this this would have been very evocative um, back in 1939. Yeah, I might Heck, have to go back still... and watch the the whole nine minute one now. It's yeah. Check it out on. Uh, uh, you have to check it out on. You can well. You can check it out on Daily Motion. Uh, that's where I found the full version. Movie. Yeah. Um, I mean the the 1950s version, like the 1955 one, is on YouTube in full. It's again another nine minute video. So. Yep. Either way, we'll move on from here. Yeah. Okay. So they run the game in English, and mm-hmm. they're building up the hype that it's like so different and all that, and then they're. <laughs> So different compared to the Russian one, and yeah. I call them there. But then, um, that hero plays it for like two hours, even though they just said they only do it for thirty-minute increments just to be safe. And then he just yeah. lets it do it for two hours, which I suppose and, could mean like he played for thirty minutes and then let it cool for ten, then played for thirty. Maybe that's yeah. what he meant. But there's no real comments about anything different aside from the English dub and the death screen being more realistic. So I think the big difference that they were hinting at was the fact that it requires more of a power um, thing. And it's actually like trying to like it actually it's causing that weird electrical anomaly. I think that's the big difference between the two. But you're right. It does kind of insinuate that, that like there's afraid to play the game. Well, yeah, because he doesn't want afraid to put it on. Yeah, because they're worried about the, the electrical systems and stuff like that. I think oh, that's... I guess. Yeah, just yeah. for his own house's sake. Yeah, but I can't understand where you're coming from on this. Where um, from, from that angle, like if you misinterpreted that, like as being like something different about the game itself, not the 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 hardware requirements and such. Yeah, it's just like oh, okay, the lights are flickering, but the game's the same. Yeah. yeah. But my note there is just like there better be one hell of a payoff in the endings. Like all this extra interference and stuff. Is, <laughs> that's cool, but it's seeming like wasted if it's just the the same game. And then it was the same game. <laughs> well, did they even mention the endings in the English version? I don't think they did. No, because it's the exact same. same because they didn't mention yeah. them, but still. Yeah, no, like that's the thing. Like the game was the exact same, it's just in English. Um, although yeah. broken in some cases broken English. But the the big difference and the reason why he was afraid and why the community is afraid is because of the weird um unexplained uh electronic anomalies that are happening. Yep. And speaking so, of yeah. um Nair, like him in his room with his laptop, noticing that there's like artifacting on the side of his um, laptop. You know, like brings yeah. it closer and closer to the to the wall and like touches it and everything. But he doesn't bring it up to Boris. Like, shit's right? weird. Why not ask the guy who lives there? Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not consult him? Like, Jesus. And again, maybe it's because so, like, he was, he's been like... open with this stuff, trusting his friends with all this information and having them help him, but. Right now, he's just doing this all himself. Yeah, it might be that he's again still in like a fever dream state, so he's not thinking correctly. Um, but yeah, all no, I, more I reason to ask and see if he's actually seeing this or not. Right? Fair. Yes, um, but again, we're thinking with a non-like fever dream mind. <laughs> like people, are, people get irrational when they're sick. So you say that, but he wrote down saying that I, I'm, I'm aware. Sick, so. <laughs> But that, I, it's it's yeah it's used in I'm I'm saying it's used as an excuse in the story. <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. So then we start getting to the sick lines, where it's saying um, I don't know if the wires were bunning sick again, mm-hmm. 
And so as soon as I saw that, I'm like, okay, so is he quoting Fun Bun? Like Fun Bun's talking in his head and telling him when the wires are making that sound, that's them quote unquote bunning. Like it's not actually replacing uh, any other word. It's saying what that anomaly is actually called to Fun Bun. Maybe. I, I think Mikey got it earlier when he said that like, this is uh like like this is these are typos um that that uh that hero left and when when Boris came back and reread the story um he added the six to kind of like so like this is like worse this is weird but like why is it saying bun and fun like maybe he's being infected by fun bun here yeah but he didn't correct any of the other typos that you guys found no that's true but, <laughs> i mean and he also didn't he also didn't catch the one uh the one fun uh typo so yeah He's only mm. human. Mm. So don't put the blame on him. Yeah. How dare you besmirch Vana? I won't put the blame on him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the next six says, um, and that bothered me, I could handle all of its other funds. Which I saw that as, as I mentioned earlier, all the different yeah. types of fun. Fun yeah. being the bunny rabbit. Yeah, and the I get that now. I remember having that in my notes, and I was like, "What is what is he talking about here?" But now that you we've explained it, like it, it makes sense now to me what that what that mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. Then we get on to um, in the dream. Uh, I like how Fun Bun basically uh, brought Nair down to his level, literally and mentally, by making him think he's a kid again. Yeah, and how it- in the retelling, uh, Nair explains how as readers we should be trying to view this through the eyes of a child because that's how he saw it all. Yeah. It also is a cool like power that, that, um, that fun bun seems to have as a monster in that he can turn off limiters and like, or he can turn off experiences that a character, a grown person has to give them this, the experiences that they would have as a child in their own. Oh, I thought you were talking about his power as being, uh, he, he can give himself, uh, admin rights. In your kind dream. of. Yeah admin rights in into a human psyche like he's he's basically turning off like he's taking off check marks of like uh adult adult rationale and adult like experience like maturity and experiences and stuff like that like he's removing he's 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 taking he's he's disabling those uh, those those aspects of uh of of um hero's psyche Mm -hmm. so that he 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 uh, suddenly, now has the fears of a an, an irrationalities of a child that he the, uh, so that he can have more fun with him that way. In the dream, at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the or, dream, what would be cool is if he did that, and then when he woke up, he was acting like a child. Oof, in that real would life. So oof. That being said, if that happened, he wouldn't have been able to write all this. At that point, we would have had to have uh, maybe Boris like intervene and in, into the typing a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, and take some notes. It, it could be, it, it would be a lot more visceral because, like, some, like again, like you said earlier, like this, this story does kind of like take the dream aspect of like, like the dream horror aspect a little bit farther than some video game bosses do. Yeah, that would be taking it to the next step even further. In that, mm-hmm. like, you literally like you, your char- your character is biologically or like or like mentally changed as a result of a dream because yeah, like a dream character back to that night when he was uh sleepwalking and he got scared exactly That's his maturity like, level now yeah exactly like he, his brain has suddenly been like augmented or uh again like put set to factory default kind of yeah, way pretty much yeah yeah it's it used a restore point from back then yeah exactly yeah 
And yeah. granted, he hasn't woken up yet, so that could be the case. Mm-hmm. If it is the case, I'll be able to say called it. But we'll nice. see. Yeah, we'll have to see if because uh, there, there are a few more uh, cold relic stories we'll have to cover at some point. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, in regards to all this, uh, the quote is: "It was a living shadow." This is talking about the the bunny chasing him. It was a living shadow, pure blackness that threatened to engulf me. I felt its malice pulsating as rhythmically as its unceasing pounding. Dude, don't um, make this gross. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, okay. Get your mind out of the gutters. Yeah, I'll, I'll walk out. I'll leave. I know I have a very sexual voice, but it was. I, I was getting aroused. I would hope so. Uh, <laughs> but no. Um, I kind of wish this writing at this point was using a simpler, childlike words too, because these wor- wordy descriptions are how an adult might explain how he felt during these situations instead of like something like it was like a shadow that was alive. It kept chasing me and wouldn't leave me alone. Like that's the kind of thought he would have as a kid in the dream. Like that's his feelings. It wouldn't be so wordy and flowery as what we got in my opinion. Fair. Like something simpler there would actually make it more complicated in a way and more in depth. If you know what I mean? It would be more immersive. Yeah, more immersive, yeah. Yeah. I could be on that. Mm-hmm. Then we get on to all the Night 50 stuff with Boris. Mm-hmm. So Boris Strips says that Fun Bun was in Nair's laptop. Uh, yeah. Presumably when he held it to the wall, uh, that made all the artifacting on it. Um, he said that at the time of writing, it was a bad choice for him to do that. Like, sorry, he... I should have put this specifically. He, as in um, hero, a hero, said at the time of writing, uh, it was a bad choice for him to do that, like foreshadowing this exact thing, pretty yeah. much. Um, but he says so at that time, which made me think, like, if he knew that Fun Bun was in his laptop, but like, if he did, then he wouldn't have left it on the whole time if he knew it for an extended period of time. Yeah. Like, like, us finding out about Fun Bun in the laptop happened night 50 plus. Um, although I kind of suspected something was going to happen because he touched the laptop to the wall. It's like maybe that was some kind of form of connection, but yes, it, I, I, it wasn't until 1950, uh, night 50 that I got like a um, kind of confirmation about that. Yeah. But my point is, like, Boris found out about that, I'm assuming, because Nair told him previously or something. Well, no, because right? he, he read through the entire story. Like, he read up to the, to the story up to this point. Um, like, he says, like, in, in, in the Night 50 entry, he, he read, he's read through everything that, that uh, Hero has written up to that point. Oh, so he's making an assumption that yeah. he's in there. He's well, that, and like he, he knows, like, it's fact, though. Well, no, because, so, like, he saw, he, he saw that... Um, that uh, he read through the story that Nair had, had presented uh, up till night 50. Then he started investigating uh, Nair's or Hero's uh, laptop and found, and, and like being, being considered because like not going into anything too personal, but then he yeah. found a, a file that was weird and he can't open. Um, and that's, that's the, he suspects that's, um, he's not a hundred percent, but he suspects that that is in fact um, uh, fun bun on the yeah. laptop. So I think my problem with this, or rather the reason I had a problem was because 
I wasn't thinking of the whole story being written post uh, night six. Yeah. So when stuff was coming up and like on night five, he says like, I don't understand. Well, it's because he didn't understand until later. Exactly. So it's probably mostly my fault on this part here. <laughs> it's but that's fine. Fine. I mean, it's, What if it's not Fun Bun on the computer, but our what protagonist if... oh, and no. Fun Bun is in the protagonist's body? He was he was corrupting him one by one, one piece at a time. What if what if that one hundred what was one hundred twenty five megabyte or one hundred twenty eight megabyte like file? Um, Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, what if that file on the on the computer is oh that twenty megabyte file is all that remains of. Uh, of uh, of hero psyche. Damn. Not much of that left. <laughs> yeah. Only twenty megabytes. Jesus. Not very smart. He doesn't have very, very memory. Very many memories to save there. Well, most of them were taken away or corrupted. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Either way. Um, yeah. Image at the end. It's cool, and I suppose that's the setup that Boris has. It's cool to see and all that, but I kind of wish it was shown on night one, like Nair sketched it out for the record or something. Yeah. Because I basically had the exact same visual. I didn't think that the VCR was underneath the table, but I basically had the same sort of visual, but it would have been nice to actually have it. Fair. And then the image at the start, I kind of wish the big one had no ears. Since that one right? has such a big impact. Yeah. Because the little like, tiny one, I'm assuming, is the one from the dream that's like a 3D model one or whatever. Hence yeah. why it's all colored in and everything. Yeah, and then like next to him is is a, is the small child version of uh of poor hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this is during the uh the dream. And those were yeah. the two big things that bo- bothered him, the little tiny one and the earless one. Uh, then my next one is uh, with all the buildup that Boris. I kind of touched on this a little bit. All the buildup that Boris gave uh, Nair about how, sorry, Hero, about how strange the game gets. Both of the escalations weren't very impressive, at least at face value. Um, like Russian mode, clean run, nothing bad happens. Russian mode, yeah. about to do the other runs, and Boris like wanted to wait till tomorrow, but show doing the other runs, it was just kind of gross a little bit, but not really bad. Like, there's nothing so life-changing that he couldn't have done it that night. He made it seem like it, it was a huge deal. Yeah, fair. And then English mode, um, like, he shows all the ways that Bun dies. He's saying, like, if you want to see some real fucked-up shit about to happen, wait until we do English mode. And then it's just the lights get flickered a bit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it is kind of yeah, like. Yeah. Um, it would use, you know what I expected? Because there's a goddamn camera, it would actually put your face in the game at some point or something oh, like yeah. that. Or like use audio that you've been saying during the gameplay in some aspect, but it didn't really go that way. So I, I was expecting some sort of um, connection between the two worlds in the English mode, but it was just, no. Yeah. It's just- granted, the actual escalation was fun on being downloaded into Hero's mind, but that came later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I think I think maybe uh, it's possible that Boris was just being overly cautious um, about yeah. a lot of stuff. Like that's that's really what it felt comes down to. 
Yeah. Like, granted, like, yeah, he just yeah. met this guy. And this, and this is, is crazy. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> oh, that never gets old. No, it won't. Also, yeah, like the fact that like Boris has his own fucking Faraday cage. <laughs> like he's he's pretty smart guy. He's, he's yeah, he's yeah, he's a cool guy. He's a smart fellow and he's felt smart. <laughs> but, um, um yeah. but yes, uh and my last one is just how Fun Bun's acknowledgement of Kitty Land doesn't really go anywhere, but mainly it, because we don't know what exactly. happened. I am because I'm I am shit happened in that dream and we don't know about it because he hasn't woken up from that dream yet. Exactly. I am curious because the next story is called Signal Intercept. So I'm curious as to what that means in regards to like because it is the story I like the the character set like the character a uh, Fun Bun does acknowledge um, like Kitty Land in a way that like seems almost like he's familiar with it and even yes. afraid of it. So like we're getting a, we're we're getting a tease maybe as to like something that comes next. Um, and and I like USB how this and just plugs into the side of Hero's head because Hero's clearly a robot. Yeah, clearly, and then yeah. he can just see what's going on in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like how this story also like connects to the other stories that we've read so far in the cold relic series like they do they they, they're now more than just a a cobbled together collection of stories they actually have uh some things coming to a head as the first they were all mentioned in this one i believe yeah i think laser tag had the least uh, connections to it it's just like hey no not no not at all laser tag they literally at the end they just they uh boris speculates that laser tag the company that made the laser tag um weapons is the same company that made uh made uh made this uh made this uh this video game so i guess that's true yeah yeah in fact it has the more probably the most direct connection yeah i forgot that one <laughs> yeah, i thought it was just fun. like hey remember laser tag anyways <laughs> yeah but no i remember yeah but that is the end for my notes okay so finally we'll go to final thoughts man this is like we're running like just over three hours um so with my final thoughts, uh, I like this story. Uh, what is given to us here, like as a plot and the item of focus, um, the commentary uh, regarding like creepypastas and video game, video game creepypastas that we get, at least as far as I read, was reading into it, um, is really fun. Like I really enjoyed a lot of that, that stuff in it. Um, the major problem I discovered while reading through the story is the supposed supernatural, super science sort of horror aspect of the story can easily be rationalized as just the fever that he got from a buffet on like day three or day four. Um, so it's sort of like the, the fever aspect of this whole thing sort of like overshadows any kind of element of supernatural or super science that's going on with this device, with this game. So yeah, like if he didn't have a fever at all, I would be yeah. way more into it as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, if if he was yeah if they were just like stuck in like the blizzard at at, at Boris's house and such, um like I think it was done to kind of make give us that kind of like grounding of like could this could be real because it could all be in his head but that also kind of ruins the aspect of the story being a creepy Cold War relic um of some kind like prototype weapon of some kind, um because it's all in his head. <laughs> um I still recommend I'll still recommend it. Because to me, like it was a bit of a long read. Like I kind of got a little bit like I'll admit I got a little a little uh, it got a little slow by like during like the dream sequence stuff and all that. Um, despite that, it was kind of a good psychological horror that was described there. 
and it but it did kind of pick up by the end when when Boris started talking about like the techno jargon and like the the, the history of the game and stuff. Like I kind of got interested again with the the mystery of surrounding this game cartridge. So uh, for for the most part, like despite the things that we've kind of the misgivings that we've given the story, I I still found it to be a good read to me. So I will recommend it on that on those merits. Um, but yeah, the 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 uh, the only kind of issue with the story is like it's a psychological horror kind of blended with a little bit of a techno horror from like the cold of a Cold War sort of relic, but inch. <laughs> um, but it started feeling a little too mundane in certain parts and certain aspects because of the uh, the fever angle. So um, that's that's my my recommendations and thought and final thoughts. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. All right. Um, my final thoughts was the technology wasn't weird enough. Um, and it didn't mesh well with the potential supernatural elements going on. Because we have a fever, which is the most mundane thing ever <laughs> for the and, yeah. yeah for the results we get, right? It, could all just be in his head. Yeah. Um, so, um, with that said, I'm going to give it a partial recommendation because it was sort of interesting to see where it went, even though we don't know how it truly ended. That's that's horror sometimes, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Anticlimax. <laughs> Half of Lovecraft cool. stories were anticlimaxes, where he just fainted and woke up in a hospital with a mousical stick in his mouth. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, and Gamer, send us off on this. <laughs> so there's something I forgot to ask. Uh-oh. In regards to... Um, origin's the wrong word, but the origin of Fun Bun. Is he basically an AI... Like he learns and everything, isn't he? Like, I th- I think it's yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say like, what is he? <laughs> I, I think it's insinuating that he is some kind of either a ghost in the machine, like a some kind of like digital spirit, like a sprite from to quote Shadowrun. Sorry, Mikey. Um, <laughs> like like the, the the kind of like digital spirits that technomancers use. Mm-hmm. So like sort of like a a new spirit, like almost like a like a a, a digital life form of some kind. Uh, and he's or, connected to the cassette. Yeah. Like maybe that black obsidian or that black glass is like a, literally like a supernatural element to it. Like that's the the supernatural element. It's like literally a shard of some kind of thing. Um, or it is kind of insinuating that like this is sort of like an AI that like like a seed AI that like the more like because it was left on for like multiple time like for a lo- for a long period of time, so yeah. it had enough time to develop and learn and then like break out of its bonds because it was activating the English version. I do in quotes. When really the English version is actually the um, the, uh, the 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 version of the of the game that uh, the version of the hardware that like kind of breaks the shackles of the AI and allows it to be more the freely like t- taken off. Hmm? Limiters are taken off on that version. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, like you you uh, an AI learns from from what it from what it uh, it, it gets input wise. So like if you beat up a do- if you beat a dog um, enough times, it's gonna go it's gonna go feral on you, <laughs> or it's yeah. gonna it's gonna seek revenge. So like. You, you you harm and injure this this character in this game when it's a learning AI kind of like construct. It's just going to learn to hate you and resent you. <laughs> yeah. So, or the other option is it's all in his head. 
and he's yeah, just exactly yeah going yeah. going back to the the the, the unfortunate uh, it's not, not so much unfortunate it's just like the the mundane route is like it's all in his head and he feel and like it's the fever talking basically yeah so it, it, it the story i think definitely leans a little bit heavy on the one side but it ultimately does kind of leave it to uh, to open to interpretation as to what exactly fun bun is and um but on to my actual um final thoughts mm-hmm. uh overall i'm gonna i'm gonna say i liked it there was uh there were a few hurdles that i had to hop over uh it gave me uh flashbacks to bun drowned but in a much more uh hostile takeover sort of way yeah uh, i can see that and for what it's worth uh it's an engaging story that describes the scenes quite well mm-hmm. uh the horror scenes are subtle and uh not overdone with blatant visceral horror um like they didn't need to wrap it in, you know. Um, I think sure. the tech is pretty cool, uh, especially the huge Commodore sixty four with some strange, like a bunny material that uh, carries the code through the the cartridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that uh, Fun Bun and Nair are left off. Like they might be Warren if he if he'll get control of his body back or not. And uh, it does leave me wondering what will happen to him. Like, will we ever? Will he ever be able to like wake up and be like, like furry of um, this little monster or not? You know. Yep. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But so overall, yeah. recommend it. Like, there's some ups and downs, but it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, there was a mention of uh, Hero's sister, but like, did we ever, um, did we ever meet her before? Yes. In Kitty Land, um, we uh, actually was part of the focal point of Kitty Land because he was dealing with the uh, his dad's suicide, and his his sister was uh, was the only family he had left, and um, so like he, and basically like it was him and his sister after after his dad died in at the end of, uh, like during Kitty Land. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it did it did bring up like yeah again this the story kind of brings up um, characters and events and stuff from from the previous story, so it kind of just keeps building off of the. Uh, building on to the mythos of the Cold Relic series. Ah, uh, gotcha. They just keep going down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, Add another bun to the pile. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if that's that's it. Yep, overall recommended. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so overall, um, two and a half for the most part, I guess, out of three recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah. I thought I'd be annoyed that it uh, it stopped instead of ended in a way because we don't know what happened. But it's left me intrigued enough that I want to know what happened. Yeah, to continue. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see where we go on to the next. What other? What? What's the next uh, artifact that we find, and and how does it connect with in the investigation into all this cold relic stuff? So the next one won't have hero as a main character. It's got to be someone no, else. No, it's. I think you're right. It actually it does say on the site like the as the author like maybe this will be Tyler now. Uh, let me mm-hmm. just pull up. You'd be like, yeah, shit. What have I done? Oh, oh, shit. It's Kate. Signal intercept is Kate, and then we have uh, the the sixth story is l- the liminal warehouse, and it's Boris, and he's oh, out, and it takes outside a small Ukrainian village. And then, oh, and then a hospital visitor, and it's our hero in in story seven. And then the last story on story number eight, Nowhere Train, the author is not saying. Ooh. (laughs) 
I, I gotta okay. say, like these cold relic stories, they're long reads. Um, but they they have been pretty good, like like all in all. Like I they've been pretty compelling in terms of their like high concept creepiness. So Yes, they have been. But uh yeah, we'll have to we'll have to tune in next time. Um I'll I'll take a look to see what we're when when we'll do the next one. But um if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us the comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W, because his name is very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldentebrigamoris at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, spooky things, SCPs, cryptids. Send them our way, and we'll take a look at them and discuss them for the show. And. If you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to our Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigor Mortis and select the backer you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And for our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you guys immensely. Because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void, the endless comatose void. <laughs> of our own minds <laughs> um and without your authorship without these stories that you write and put out there on the internet for people to read and enjoy and and talk about we really wouldn't have much of a show because literally we'd have nothing to talk about so thank you yeah, our friendship revolves around creepy speaking about creepy pastas and nothing else <laughs> <laughs> yes clearly <laughs> um no it's a, it's a good time to like get together read it read a creepy story and and talk about it for three hours or more <laughs> yeah it's usually a three-hour tour but that's fine a three-hour tour i pretty much uh, always learn shit every time though so it's yeah, great yeah um and it's definitely been a good help for during this pandemic so yeah of like staying in touch so but mm-hmm. I digress. I did it. You've uh, digressed in the freaking outro? I yes, I have. That before. Oh my god. Um, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. And I'm the bun in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Lagamorphus. Sleep well.